This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that is most definitely back. Uh, we're back, football is back, Frank Lampard is back, and Chelsea is back. What is not to like? Uh, well, losing 4-0 to Man United for a start, but uh, uh, yes, but much as it was painful, it didn't perhaps feel quite as bad as it should. In truth, we were much the better side for periods of the game, and bar a couple of defensive errors and better finishing, we may well have won the game. Uh, 4-0 flattered United, but yes, it was horrible to experience, but we are in newish territory at Chelsea this season, losing our best player and a transfer ban hampering a squad rebuild. It was no coincidence, £80 million Harry Maguire, £50 million Wan-Bissaka and £90 million rated Paul Pogba were United's best players. Of course, if we'd been able to spend that kind of money, we probably wouldn't have had Frank Lampard as manager, and we wouldn't be seeing the likes of Abraham and Mount get a chance. If you're forced to play the youth, then they will make errors, and after all, we've been calling for it long enough. Frank Lampard will get the support that no other manager would, whether you like it or not. So, we all better strap in for the ride, as this season promises to be a roller coaster of glorious, unpredictable proportions. The Chelsea fancast number 467, harsh but four. There we go. Just mm. wait for the tumbleweed to uh, settle down. No, uh, it's clever, Chidge. Clever. Thank That's you, JK. Very good. No, no, it was very good. Yeah. I mean, I've already seen it. Not, yeah. not funny. It's not funny at all, but clever. Well, you could have been quicker with your praise, but uh, I know it's early days for us back in the season, so I will forgive you both. Now, um, obviously, the lovely listeners out in fancast land who. We have missed. It's with you know. I made a bit of a decision. You know, I thought uh, we need a break. You know, we've been doing two shows a week for ages. We're still yes. doing the Love Sport one. We need a break. So I thought, I know. Um, let's have a break and uh, let's put up some old ones. In fact, I found some very old fan casts. I hope you 
Uh, those of you who listened, I hope you enjoyed, you know, delving back into the archives of the fancast. I quite did as well, actually. It was a bit of a trip down nostalgia lane for me, but there you go. But we're most definitely back tonight, and of course, I am aided and abetted as always by His Highness uh, Eileen Selassie, Jonathan Kidd. How are you, my friend? <laughs> I've grown my dreads, Chish. Good. In, in in deference to you, thank yes. you. It's the a lion... joy to be back. I've really missed it. Thank you. Well, me too. And I, I can't say I've missed you because I've seen you a lot, you know, which is, of course, delightful. Yeah, but uh, it's the... a different show. It's a different it show. Is. It is indeed. Now, um, I have most definitely missed this uh, uh, man's dulcet tones <clears throat> on the podcast. Um, but... I'm delighted to say I, 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 I have spent quality time with Tony over the summer. Tony and I went to uh, the uh, the fields of uh, the Somme and uh, and Flanders, didn't we, Tony? On a, we on a World, World War One battleship, which which is kind of a Chelsea fancast trip organised by Alex, wasn't it? Yes, it was, and it was and and uh, and it was fantastic. It was uh, educational, funny, um, poignant. And, uh, you know, it was just, just a fabulous weekend. It really it was. was. I mean, you know. apart from the... I mean, it was very moving because, I mean, I, I had, uh, you know, my great-grandfather... Yes. Uh, that I, I finally saw where where he you know uh, you know is resting shall we say in, yep. in in France. But apart from all of that, we we had a lot of fun, didn't we? We drank lots of Belgian beer. We did. We which, ate lots uh, of lovely which, food. We had a viral video come from the drinking of the Belgian beer. We did. <laughs> yes. Think, yeah, and uh, which gets a mention later on. Um, oh, does it? Okay, I look forward yeah, to that. Does, I, I yeah, feel I a bit stitched up by that. Which, yeah, it's, it's in one yeah. of the emails, and and I think also the. Um, just like you said, the, the, the crowd of people, some of who knew each other and some, you know, we'd never met before. And it just all gelled so, so superbly, didn't it, with the bit. I mean, you know, you and I will, will long talk about our, our early hours of the morning in the fish market. Oh, my God, yeah. We <laughs> yeah. were absolutely... I, I mean, I, it's not, not often that I call a, a halt to proceedings, but no, no. I was I was losing the ability to speak, let alone walk, and uh, I knew we had a bit of a walk back. But what was really interesting was that you all, as in Johnny Dyer and uh, old Andrew Holmes, actually agreed with me, so clearly it wasn't a bad call. No. Anyway, uh, hopefully that will uh, be the first of many evenings we have like that this year. I yeah. certainly needed a bit of a... Cleaning out the drain pipes, as it were. All right, let's get... T- talking of cleaning out the drain pipes, let's get on with the show. Uh, on the show tonight, we look at the negatives and the positives from the 4-0 defeat away to United and ask, were we unlucky or naive? In part two, we get down to brass tacks and ask, was the defeat a timely reminder of where we are this season? How much do we need the likes of Kante, William and Rudiger back is Chelsea's proclivity to implode a concern? And why I think there is no need to panic, because I am, in fact, Private Jones from Dad's Army. Uh, no, not really. Anyway, in part three, uh, we look ahead to Wednesday night's European Super Cup final against Liverpool in Istanbul. We ask how important is the Super Cup? Will Frank take it seriously? Who will he start with? Can we beat Liverpool? And how damaging would another heavy defeat be? And is Istanbul a trip too far? It certainly is for me. Uh, I've got too much ge- uh, too much work to do, but there you go. I do know quite a few who are going anyway. We'll talk about that later. And in part four, you will be amazed to know that we do have emails. Uh, some very lovely people did send a few in kind of, in you know, over the summer, you know. So I, I've got a few for Jonathan and me to read out, which is great. Now, uh, if you've all forgotten, and uh, I shall, I shall uh, uh, basically, uh, I've realised that actually none of you have, which is delightful. But if you have forgotten, you can listen to the show live every Monday at 7 o'clock of the hour by going to Mixler, which is mixlr.com 
forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast, where of course you can join in the chat by posting on the live chat page. As so many of you are, what a lovely turnout! For the, look at this, loads of you in there. I shall try and read a few of you out because I think you deserve a shout out. Abby Ann, Bob Usry, lovely Bob, Sean B, Vinod's in the house, Paul Burgess, Mike Ferry, who we will be seeing, I hope, Jonathan, this weekend because he is over in England. Oh, definitely. Yeah, great stuff. Yes, indeed. Superb, we'll, yeah. we'll see him in the cock and there'll be no denying it. So, Mike, uh, Freddy's there, drink vodka, loco coco pops, Claire, the lovely Claire McConnell, who we, we will also be seeing, I think, before Sheffield United, Vinda Blue, Daniel Francesco, Kurt, Andrew Self, Rob Coombe, I saw Alan May score. May, I know I thanked you on Twitter, but I want to thank you again for the absolutely fantastic T-shirts. Um, just if, if you haven't seen them, people, just check out my... Twitter stream from a couple of weeks ago, and I'm holding up uh, a yellow uh, Yadar saw Alan May score T-shirt, which this lovely fine man uh, sent to us to say thank you, which is just brilliant. Uh, Sills bid interim manager, De- the lovely Dean Mears, Matt Kalita, Jonathan Perez is in there. Jonathan, fantastic. Jillian, Tom Dillman, Praj, Rob Thompson. Oh my God, Breedsy. I can't read you all. Oh bloody hell, Mark's in there. Shed up, mate. It's like a reunion. This is fantastic, and there's plenty more as well. Andy Willis as well. Oh goodness me. I mean, I think we could just do the whole show reading everybody out, and that'd be two hours. But fantastic. It's so good to see you all in there. Now, of course, you know. Don't forget, uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Chelsea Fancast. Um, I might bother to put actually something up on Instagram this year. That would be a novel thing, wouldn't it? Uh, so there we go. Anyway, um, yeah, great to see you all. Keep in touch with us. You know where we all are. No excuses now the season started. And after this, we'll be talking about the football. Uh, harsh but four. What a bizarre match. I mean, Jonathan, I was in that awful, 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 unenviable position of trying to do a live radio show while Chelsea were doing the best they could to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, and it was pretty unedifying sitting where I was. And I hate it because, you see, you kind of... I don't I don't really see what's going on most of the time. I can't sit there with my eyes fixed to the telly because um, I'm trying to do a radio show. And also, I can't, you know, I can't hear any commentary, so I've got nobody to explain to me what's going on, apart from through the eyes of an incredibly biased gooner, who I love to pieces, but I never quite trust what he's saying. So, you know, it's very difficult. Anyway, the first question I'm going to pose to you two, see if you know the answer to this. When was the last time we conceded four goals on the opening day of the season? Well, we conceded seven in 1969. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. No, we didn't, because I looked through uh, 11 v 11 today at every opening match since the Second World War, and that was not an opening match in what year? 69. In 1969, we lost, you're right, but wrong team, we lost and scored. We lost to Liverpool, this is the correct answer actually, Jonathan, it is 1969. 9th of August, 1969, we lost away to Liverpool 4-1. Blimey. No, I thought we'd lost 7-3. I, I know, that? that's what Opta Joe said, but they are wrong. 
because they also said that that was in 1978 when Danny Blanchflower was the manager. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Blanchflower, yeah. they got that wrong. We, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they Sorry, got it no, wrong. I confused it. Yeah, 69. 69. <laughs> but isn't that 4 0 the worst ever? In no, 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 it isn't. Uh, there is. We we conceded more goals, uh, but uh, we scored a couple, and that was funnily enough. They mentioned this on Match of the Day. Man United, 1958. We lost five two up there. That was Bobby Charlton, wasn't it? He scored, he scored a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what's quite incredible actually is is we've never really got dubbed that badly. We've had we've had a remarkable run of. Uh, that you know, apart from uh, you know, yesterday we've only lost once on opening day since uh, 1998. Yeah, it's pretty phenomenal, really. Yeah, and no real dubbings. I was expecting a few, but actually no. And of course, what made me giggle, chaps? And there's some method in this madness. You know this show by now. You know, <laughs> you know, we don't yeah. just make this up as we go along. You know, well actually no, no. we do. We do, but <laughs> don't tell anybody. Um, right. Uh, listen, chaps, 1969, right? August 1969, we get dubbed by Liverpool 4-1 away. Horrible, right? What did we do later that year? We won the FA Cup, right? And also, Chidge, remember that uh, United in the season, they won the double. They lost the first game of the season as well. Yeah. With their kids. Yeah. Yes. Indeed. This Indeed was... they did. Well, I was going to raise this point later on, so I'll save I'll save my powder on that one. But yeah. All right. Well, just other notable, another notable lot is it, made, it, it amused me kind of, to see that uh, in 1997 and 1998, we, we lost to Coventry away in both years. I was two, there. I yeah, 2-1 and 3-2. Um, and uh, I wonder if Jonathan would remember some of that. There's the horrible era when we were... This is the era when we were technically shit. So uh, we lost to Derby County, who I think were the champions at the time, 1-0 in 73, we lost 2-0 to Carlisle in 74. That was the year we got relegated. I remember that. 2-1, we lost to Sunderland back in Division 2. Uh, and then in 77, we lost 3-0 to West Brom away. Of course, that was the famous uh, Ron Atkinson side with uh, Laurie Cunningham and Cyril Regis, mate. Yes. They were, they were a superb side. And then we lost uh, 1-0 to Everton in 78, which is, I think, what Opta Joe mistakenly decided was Danny Blanchflower's uh, you know, yeah. Middlesbrough defeat. But there you go. So just a little bit of history for you people. Bottom line is we don't often get dubbed uh, on opening day, so that kind of makes this far worse, doesn't it? So what what better thing to do than to just go straight in? Because we're not shy. Me, Jonathan and Tony, we've got big oh. balls, mate. We're going to go straight for the negatives before we get all all kind of rose-tinted and Lampard-esque loving and say how wonderful it all is really. But... Um, Okay, let's let's fire off Jonathan. I bet he, Jonathan's been sharpening his pencil for this one. I'm sure. Um, okay, J.K. Zuma, uh, bad day at the office or a cause for concern? Uh, cause for concern, because he seemed to me to uh, look very similar to the Stoke player um, that I watched on several occasions, where um, he's very good at stopping but he can't play the ball and I think that was Conte's concern and that's why he, uh, he he let him go on loan and I think that's been the major problem I think also at Everton I don't think he was required to play the ball very much um, and I think he's a good defender but uh, isn't as um, uh, what's the word as uh, mobile he he looked clumsy didn't he i mean i'm willing to give him you know the give him the the benefit of the doubt that he was nervous because he clearly was but um he looked very very uh uncomfortable in that environment 
Mm. Having said that, though, I, I, you know, to me, in the end, nobody looked comfortable. But from the beginning, the it, what was so annoying was that for 15 minutes we were all over them, and and he and he he'd already given the ball away once dreadfully just by panicking and passing across. The do, do you think he fell apart a bit after that and the penalty? Because I I kind of yeah. got the impression he did really. Well, no, he'd given the ball away before that. If you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. passed it across the goal. No, I think it was. You imagine the pressure on him. He's yeah. suddenly given, given the opportunity to be the, you know, he's, he, while Rüdiger's injured, he's the first choice player. And Louise has been sold, you know, so the pressure is on him. And I, and I, he, you know, he was very good for Everton last year. You can't take that away. And this is clearly why Frank has given him the opportunity. But he can't play like that. They can't have that happening. You know, and obviously Rüdiger's going to come in. Sorry, I say, Tony. I was, yeah, I'm just jumping in and saying, I, I think the yellow card was when, when, when he, when he, when that's that's the thing that got him down more than than giving away the penalty, I think, because you know, let's face it, if we're going to jump all over a Chelsea player because they give away a penalty, we're in big trouble because um, that that sort of shit happens in the box. But the yellow card did seem to knock him a little bit. Now mm. I, I watched that tackle back a few times, and and I, you know, I, I, it was a foul. I'm totally unconvinced it was a yellow card and totally unconvinced of that but to be fair to the only time the only time i'm going to be fair to anthony taylor is is he did penalize a united player for doing exactly the same to one of our players so but it, <clears> i think um I'm a, I'm a bit more positive about zuma it, you know when he before he he left after that terrible injury you know we were all very quite upbeat about him and yeah. you become a bad player like that. Stoke is a different thing. But Everton, he, he acquitted himself quite well last season. You might, you've got a point about him not being expected to play the ball out much. But, you know, that's isn't this what we, we, we're, going, we're going to have to develop these players. We, they, they're not ready made. And that's Frank's challenge and Jody, and he's got a fantastic mm. team there to well, do. So, you know, go, go from one go from one end of the spectrum to the other, because I, 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 yes. I, I've also, by the way, as you've probably seen, because I've nicked some fantastic quotes. A really good article written in Football yes. Three Six Five analysing the match. Yeah, actually, and they I didn't include this one about Zuma, but they they said there is a bit of a mitigation because he's had to play for a lot of different teams recently under a lot of different systems, so it will take him time to bed yeah. in. I also think he's a confidence player, but. Um, Aspie, yes. you know, Aspilicueta, I, I thought had a very poor game for him. Again, bad day at the office, or is, is it a cause for concern, Tony? Because a lot of people were getting on his case a while back, and we were all defending him, weren't we? But yeah. that was not a good display for an no. experienced defender. I mean, for example, Tony, he should never have let Marshall get in front no. of him for that goal. Absolutely. That was very poor. Absolutely. I don't blame him so much for the Rashford one, because that was no. a superb goal, superb yeah. ball over the top. Yeah. But I, it was a concern, really. Well, you know, there's two, a couple of things I'd say on that. You know, had Louise lost, been that, that distance away, he would have been absolutely torn to shreds on social media. As PC seems to have been getting a bit of a quiet time. He gave the ball away 22 times. Yeah, I saw today. that. And for me, that's shocking now. I've been having a, not, not, not an argument, um, very reasoned debate with a few people um, on Twitter today. And, and I do wonder whether or not Martin Wickham came up with it. Is he is he hitting a kind of Branner wall? Is he just reached mm. that point where, you know, yeah. we've, we've possibly had the best of him? And and it was. Did you not think that um, that I mean Frank made a very 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 big point in his post match interview of mentioning Rhys James being and a before player. and before oh, no, I didn't see the before bit, but yeah, so yeah, I think, twice he mentioned him twice, um, and so, I, I think that's the reason. I think yes. he's seen it. Yeah. 
you've seen it. You can't yeah. not see it. They're really on the ball with these things. They've got yeah. all these computers. They're all tagging them. They've got, you know, most of them have got these the computers in the backs that the rugby players have. Tells have, you what, yeah. you know, they've all got them. Those little black, um, black what are they, crop tops they yeah. wear. Are, yeah. are telling them what, how involved they are, what this time they're sprinting, whether they're running running as much as they did. And it it must be revealing to them yeah. that he is off the pace. That was an appalling, what was it, squawk I read that in. 22 times he gave yeah. the ball away, for God's sake. I mean, yeah. Pedro giving the ball away was difficult enough. And I have to say my, my problem with Barkley is despite he's playing him much further forward and he has good shots and he's, as we've said, he's unshackled, but he's... Being caught in possession is just not good enough. No. And they've I, got to somehow deal with that. You know, it's I, I, I basic elements, you know. And I think I've, I've made a point in, in some of my post-match tweets, which were, you know, absolute paradigms of common sense, as they always are. Um, but I, I've made the point that... Um, that, you know, it was more experienced players that that, that, that actually came out of yeah. yesterday worse in terms of Definitely. giving the ball away, of, of unforced errors and that sort of stuff. Um, but going back to Azpilicueta, he's been a fantastic player for us. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. But, wonderful. Uh, but, you know, there were times last last season where his form could be best described as indifferent. And, um, and my worry is that that's carried over. Um, and maybe he's, he has just reached a point where in that position... You know, I mean, Ashley Cole was a, a remarkable um, back, you know, right, right, uh, left back player or whatever. Um, and I know Asby can play at both or whatever, but I just get a feeling that, you know, when we look at last season, the, the, the Sarri ball thing kind of defeated Asby a lot of the time. Um, so whether he's a confidence knock from that or what, I don't know. But um, yeah, it was a concern yesterday because, um, you know, 22 times for a player of that reputation as well, you know. But like, yeah, no, I, 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 I get says, that. that. That would have been recorded. They would know this. And and well, the other thing, Tony, is that you know, I think this is also something that we should remember. Of course, Frank Lampard has only just stopped being a player, so he'll he'll recognise a player who's getting oh, to that age where his legs are going. So I think yeah. that's quite interesting. Um, now I know you both uh, t- uh, mentioned Anthony Taylor, uh, and I know Jonathan, you mm. know, is of course a qualified referee. Um, I think he's absolutely woeful, Jonathan. I've got to say, I thought that. Uh, I thought it was a foul on uh, on Tammy Abraham, frankly. And uh, why didn't he stop the game when? Yeah, yeah. And why didn't he stop the game when uh, Zuma got clattered with a head injury? In fact, you know, three of the United players stopped expecting that to happen. And put their hands up, Cheech. And put their hands up. Yep. Yeah. Jonathan, what was going on, mate? I didn't think the Abraham one was a foul. Um, and fair enough. Because uh, um, it was, you know, contact between the two of them, Maguire. He's, uh, he's, you know, I have to th- he was great yesterday, Maguire. Mm. What a fabulous player! And yeah. and, and then yeah. it leads to it leads to us me thinking, how was he never spotted? I remember he played for Hull against us, and we all said that boy is terrific. Yeah, yeah. and nobody Chelsea. This is something we get onto about the whole. You know, we have before talked about the board letting the club down to an extent by not looking at this kind of player. Very few English players make it yeah. into the team. And, um, but he's an example of, uh, of, you know, if we in the crowd can work out that somebody is fantastic, why on earth is there never any, any attempt at signing him? Anyway, uh, I, um, uh, I digress. But uh, no, I felt, I felt that was just a decent challenge. And also um, he didn't help himself, Tammy, by falling back on top of him and leaning into him. So it, the referee, from the angle the referee's at, he's not going to, he's looking, he's, he, he's not going to think it's, um, 
uh, there's been any foul play. I think that, that also the very fact that VAR weren't involved, there's nobody there thought that it was uh, a foul either. And they'll have had the other camera, another camera on it. So I think that's fine. The the business with the head injury, he's not consistent, Taylor. But you know we, we you know he's an idiot. We all agree he's an idiot. So And um, a Man United fan. Yeah, yeah, well I'm not convinced that's been the you know that they that, that happens with I don't think And balls. But uh, yeah yes yeah, bald and he's yeah, not very attractive and, and I just don't like him mate. No, but he's fuck off, the basically. Past. I will forever remember the ridiculous cup final decision when against Arsenal when uh, um, uh, um, Sanchez handled it and he, he and pushed it forward and he and he, he gave the goal. Do you remember that in the uh, yeah. at the beginning? I mean, that was horrendous. The very fact that he, he didn't go down to the, the the championship is beyond me. But they seem to carry on. You look all the referees. It's the same crew, and slightly dis- disturbingly, some of them are at the other end on VAR. And you think, how can he make a decision on VAR? He's dreadful. You know, some of these people have been appointed. So uh, it's the blind leading the blind in that environment. But, Indeed. you know, they, and you'd also hope that I, I think why I think the first one wasn't a foul as well is the, the linesmen, uh, it, they're quite up on it, his two, his two linesmen. And they didn't, they, didn't, um, they didn't flag it either, though one of them should have done for Zuma. And it's that once again, that disconnect between assistant referees and the referee. And it's probably because he says, um, I'm very important. I make the decisions. You just follow me up, and he may have ignored them because he's getting he's getting the bleeps in his head in his yeah. uh, headphones. And he, he, he they're so they're so self centered that these referees that they frequently he, won't pay any attention to what not, is. Given. Surely you're not you're not saying they're egotistical, are you? Yeah, I am. I'm, it's, it's a shock, isn't it, Tony? It's a shock. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, boys. The other thing, you know, uh, there's a wonderful uh, quote. Here we go. I'm going to read this out actually because it all kind of conflates with this not being clinical enough and the space between defence and midfield and vulnerable to the counter. But this Mourinho is from the foot. This is from the, this is from the, well, you know, whatever we think about Mourinho, he was a master tactician. Um, anyway, football 365 thing that I read, brilliant. Jorginho and Matteo Kovacic made more passes, 119, than Paul Pogba, Scott McTominay and Andreas Pereira between them, 98. They rivaled them for combined tackles and interceptions, 5-7, to seven, and completed more dribbles, 5-1. to one. Not quite as many dribbles as I completed yesterday, <laughs> I can tell you. Um, Chelsea's, midfield, Chelsea's midfield gave them the platform to be the best side for the majority of the game going forward, but failed to offer protection to a weaker and more error-prone defence. United proved that being decent instead of erratic at both ends is often more preferable. They played to their strengths by suppressing their main weakness in bypassing the midfield. I think that is a brilliant yeah. summary of the game there that yeah. you know encapsulates everything that I was saying. And you know, we, 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 we weren't clinical enough. The space between was too big. They bypassed our midfield and our defence was exposed, Tony. Yeah. Absolutely. Um and, and I think um midfield is is a, a conundrum. I'm less worried about the, the defence. Uh, you know, I think with with what we've got to come. Uh, into the defending area, uh, you know, with um, I like Emerson. I thought he had a pretty good game yesterday. He was unlucky not to score twice, actually, because he, he he did test a higher in the second half with a, a, an absolute perler of a shot, um, and he can cross the ball, um, which are all things. Well, that's one thing that Alonso doesn't appear badly. Really. But I look he's, at, he's got pace, man. Yeah, and I look at uh, you know I'm quite keen on this Reese James and and Rudiger who I think should be captain because he's more, much more vocal to come back. I'm more worried. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah. I'm more worried about, um, you know, Kepa in goal. I, I just yesterday, there were times when the ball was in the box where you just, if you could just play a little thought 
experiment here and picture Peter Schmeichel in our goal. So that ball would have been his. He bossed his box and Kepa doesn't. He's, he sits on his line and, and he, he just seems to be yeah, it's sort of indecisive. But I look at that and I think midfield, you know, we're, we're one player away from a very, very strong midfield. Now, you know, Kante will probably, as, um, as Frank has already alluded to, I think we'll sit back into that. Kovacic, he, he's got the, the, the makings of a Mikel, you know, i.e. functional player. You're never going to get much from him attacking-wise, but he could shore that up. But I think we're, we're missing a Balak-like figure, a kind of midfield general, for want of a better phrase. And I think that would, to, to, to you know, put a foot on the ball, calm things down a little bit. Because yesterday, we had the example after example, when you, you, you're saying about losing the ball and giving the ball away and creating you know, space between defence and midfield. And that's because there was a lot of tip-tap, tip-tap. There was a lot of shocking passing, like little layoffs where a United player with a five-second delay could have got there before our players. And I think, you know, but it's a work in progress. And I'm, 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 I'm very... I'm very reluctant to judge negatively yesterday when we, we were better on every single statistic, apart from goals. I know that. Frank's admitted that. But you know, there wasn't any point where I felt as dismal as I did against Manchester City last season when we were falling down after 24 minutes. Oh, well, I think that's a good time to bring in the positives, really, because... The reality was, you know, I, I kept on saying this on air, actually, much to the, you know, my my chum, the Gooner, disagreed, of course, because he would. I mean, he was, like, celebrating like they'd won the World Cup because they won 1-0 at Newcastle, and I was taking the piss out of him, so perhaps he had a point. But I thought we were the better side for a lot of that yeah. game. And what I really liked most was that we were going for it. There was no fear there, considering, you know, that we. I know that they had a younger side than us on paper, but we had some... Some real green players. I mean, Mason Mount, Tabby, Abraham never played in the uh, Premier League no. before, and they were going for it. They were creating chances. They were showing no fear, Jonathan. And I and I I'm I'm kind of really up for Lampard saying, you know what? I'm going to put my faith in them. I I like that. Yes. Can I first of all say that I think Kovacic had a really good game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been I've been very critical of him in the past, JK. Yeah. But yesterday, yeah. I know you have. I know. Yeah. 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 And Georgina, think... and I'm going to say Georgina as well. Yeah, uh, you know yeah. He, he seems to be. I, just, sorry, interjection, sorry. fact, yeah. fact checking, fact checking. Uh, this is going to happen a lot this season, so <laughs> I will call it out. I oh, know I will. I will no, call no. it out because yeah, I yeah. was wrong. I was wrong, and Praj was right. Tammy has played in the Premier League for Swansea. Very oh, true. Yeah. I correct. I, I stand corrected, Your Honour. Sorry, who was talking? Chelsea, though, didn't you, Chidge? No, I didn't. I meant in the Premier League. I was giving you a, a way out. I know, I know, but I'm honest. With, I don't. I see. Basically, they should know this by now. I don't care what kind of a dick I make of myself on air. I've been doing it for too long. Right? Who was talking? Was it you or was it Tony, Jonathan? It's okay, it's okay. We were we were both swapping um, uh, memories of Kovacic. Yeah, yeah and I right. thought Kovacic and Georgina looked pretty good. And I thought I thought Mount looked very good in the first half. I thought we looked very good in the first half, and then the second half it all fell apart because tactically they changed their. Their, their system didn't yeah. they they um i think as Mourinho said they became more more c- compact and broke and they and w- that's where we became vulnerable i think playing playing the way that frank wanted to play which is a bit of pressing and having these having four up front it was it was joyous to see so many shots let's be honest in comparison with last year the yeah. trouble is is they've got to go in i'm not as great a fan of emerson's defending tony i think that emerson is um, he had a very good shot and he attacks well and he crosses well. But I, I, I think you rarely see him tackle, bizarrely. Um, and he, he, his, his, his default is to pass the ball backwards. 
when in doubt, pass it back. So you get the ball going back to the goalkeeper. But for me, I'm I'm still not convinced that either of them is good enough. I think Alonso has lost it completely. I think he he was great under Conte. He was he was awful last year. He couldn't pick up Sarri at all. What what he wanted. But so I don't think he's an option. And and for Emerson, for me, still hasn't the jury's out for me. Um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to work out what an alternative would be because I think, as you said, I think um, Rhys James is is marked for right back. And does that mean that he's going to give Dave a go at left back? Because that would be interesting because that's, of course, where Dave played all the time under Mourinho. Um, and because I'm worried about Dave may not then have a, a role to play in the club if he's lost it in the same way that Branagh lost it, um, which if that's the case, it's the case because as, as uh, Frank has proven with Louise, if you're not going to play, you're not going to get in. And I think the difference is, of course, is that Dave would take it because he's a he's a, clearly a sweet guy. Um, but as you said, I think, yeah, Rudiger would be a better captain. But already after one game, we're thinking along those lines because we're getting well, yeah, but getting the reality ideas, is, ideas. Yeah, but know, the reality so, is, JK, yeah. we can't do anything at the moment yeah, yeah. because we've got what we've got, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I think it was uh, Vin has been saying we are being linked with Ben Chilwell and there are rumours that we yep. might get the ban lifted in time for January. But right now, until January, there's nothing we can do. So we have what we but, have. But Chich, Chich, the linked to Ben Chilwell is the sun. I mean, well, for I God's I, I, sake. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying those are the rumours. Some you know. bloke at the sun has, has got a pin out and has just stuck it in a, in a yeah. team. And I'm not decided, trying to, oh, I'm not trying to validate it. it. I'm just merely mentioning the, the point that it doesn't matter who we're linked with. Until January, we have got what we've got. That's my point. No, I we know, can't change anything what I'm until then. That, you know, what I'm and probably maybe not even until then. Of it, you know, how ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, mate, you know what I think about rumour. I think it's a load of arse gravy. Yeah. Um, Look, I do, I do think we were a bit... I mean, you know, there, fine margins change games. I think the shock about this game was the fact that we got 4-0 dubbed, which we didn't really deserve, in my view, at all. I mean, we hit the woodwork twice. If Abraham scores that goal after about five minutes, it's a different game. If Emerson scores that one that hit the bar, it's a different game. United's third goal was class. I take, don't take that away for them. The rest of them were errors, you yeah. know. Yeah. In fact, actually, the fourth one, I thought Daniel James's goal was lucky because if that hadn't have come off yeah, Emerson's calf... Then Kepper would have saved yeah, it. Yeah. I think. I think the other interesting debate, actually, before I before I go into that, I just want to sum that up because I'm going to read a bit more from this football three six five thing because I think this kind of really, uh, you know, puts it into perspective. It says Chelsea should not allow the result to completely destroy what was at times a promising performance. A team does not hit the post twice or have 18 shots at Old Trafford by accident. Correct. I think that's bang on. Yeah, well, that's but great. The number of shots was great, Chief, yeah. wasn't it? Let's be honest. 18. Absolutely. I mean, bloody hell! Was, in some games with Sarri last year, we had about half a shot. You know, not I think I think that's what what Tony meant. I mean, I, I, you know, I. It's very weird when you're in the studio. I'm going to reiterate this again. It's possibly the worst environment to watch a football match in because you just don't know what's going on. But with a bit of reflection and then watching the highlights last night, I, I just thought. I don't feel depressed. No. I don't like losing 4-0, but no. I don't feel like there is no hope. There were times last season when we were being beaten by, you know, by City and Bournemouth yeah, and stuff. Bournemouth and I it, thought yeah. this is fucked, you know. Yeah. I really was really very very upset. Yeah. Don't you think Chidge, there are pointers though from what we saw last season. For example, Pedro giving the ball away in midfield. We yeah. saw a lot last season. We saw him There were hangovers, well, weren't well, they, in this game from last season? I yeah. think you're right. Did you is that what you meant? Because yeah, I I, yeah, I kind yeah. of think there are actually. Yeah. 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 No, but I'm saying that we to some extent this game, we've seen it with Frank as the new manager, but you think hang on, the patterns are similar. Yeah. Because um yeah. because Pedro 
would play well for a half and then terribly and just give the ball away. Yeah. And that he, he, it happened again. He gives the ball away. He has good moments and good shots. But then it's caught in possession. You think, hang on, we saw this last year. Does that yeah. mean he's not making any progress under Frank? Does that mean we rethink that position? Does that mean you say, all right, we'll put Pulisic on for all of that? And he's going to give William a go accordingly? I mean, I, I, you know, I, the first 10 games, to me, are very likely to be just like him testing who plays well with yeah, whom correct. And, whether, and whether it works, you know, yeah. because he's looking at the players, he's seeing how they all gel. And also, I don't think he's... It was interesting to see the fact that, that United were unbelievably quick, weren't they? They did it on Match of the Day last night. They did it all the time. Oh, very good. That's what they do. Timing them, yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But we're not attempting to play that way, which is really praiseworthy for, for Frank. We're attempting to play a more attacking, pressing game, which, which God forbid, is similar to the way that Sarri wanted to play last year, except they seem to be better at doing it because it's not so not so um condensed all the time but it means what the one thing they can't deal with which i felt we dealt with pretty well last year is the is on the break and is that because the players aren't quick enough in which case you put the players in who are quick enough but it's going to be it's going to be a real um, you know, he's obviously working on it at the moment. He's not an idiot, Frank. So he's work in be, progress. You know, right. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I mean, uh, I, 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 sorry, go on, Tone. Go on, Tone. I, I was going to say, is that, <clears throat> number one, I don't think we need the, the, the market. I really genuinely don't. Um, yeah, we're judging on one game. And I, I will, I will, I referred back and I sat there with my son-in-law yesterday and said, I'll go back to, you know, was it 96 when United, um, the class of night or whatever, what year it was. Um, and they'd lost their first game and, and Alan Hansen famously said, you win nothing with kids. Um, and boy, oh boy, did United shove that back down his throat well, and everybody else's throat. And I just think I looked at, uh, at, at times I thought Abraham looked very confident. I thought he looked comfortable. At no point did he seem phased. Um, Mason Mount made one error, as far as I could see. When he was in a goal, he could have shot, but he tried to play a pass. Strange he, cross, yeah, he, yeah. He didn't yeah. either. He didn't, you know. Um, uh, 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 and I think I, I looked at uh, players who I think are, are, you know, that's a big, big stadium to go to. It's an iconic stadium. Whether or not Man United are any good, you are still going to one of the kind of most iconic grounds in the in, in the in world football. Okay. Mm. Okay. Mm. And that's your that's your debut. That's your debut for Chelsea. And I think they equip themselves brilliantly. I really genuinely don't think the market is going to make decisions. I don't think we should worry about that. Um, I think it's all about giving Frank and Jody this 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 team that they've bought in of management with Peter Cech back as a, a technical director with Makaleli back at, you know, looking at the youth or whatever. This is something that's a, a completely, it's an ethic, a, a, a kind of change of ethos and culture and everything within the club. And I'm one applauding it, you know, yeah. Uh, All right. uh, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, mate, you made your point beautifully and passionately. This is why I love to have this show back. Whoopee-doo. Uh, right, okay, part two. Uh, we're going to do more of this. Uh, get down to brass tacks a bit and ask, uh, was the defeat a timely reminder, reminder of where we are this season? I think we kind of have said that. We're going to do it again because we liked it so much. And uh, how much do we need the likes of Kante, William and Ruda back? And is Chelsea's proclivity to implode a concern? And why I think there is no need to panic. We will be back with you shortly. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. 
Right, uh, we are back, in fact, and uh, I am Sam for Chidge, and you, of course, are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, the first Chelsea Fancast of the new season, the 467th show. Um, I've, just, I've just got to say this, and I know they'll be listening. What, what, what is this with the London is Blue Boys uh, putting up phony numbers to their podcast, mate? I mean, we've been doing it 11 years, and we're at 467. So, you know, how do you get to 334? You know, apart from doing a 10-minute one every day. I, I need to have words with you. I'd love, I need to also know when you lot are coming over so we can have a beer. I think sooner than uh, sooner than later, actually, Jonathan. I'm sure they said they were coming over in September. I could be wrong. No, that's, anyway. what I, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, it'd be great to meet up with them and uh, have a beer don't again, do, too. Don't they do them? They do them on kind of emergency ones as well, because they... they yeah. So they if, we counted all the, if we counted all the love sports shows we've done in the last year and a half, we'd be, you know, about 700, for fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just a grumpy <laughs> old man. In, I do some in the privacy of my own room. You know, we should count those as well. So No, that's called something else, Jonathan. Oh, is it? <laughs> I think it begins with W, mate. Uh, but anyway... Um, what was Windows. I going to say? That, that's right, window licking or something. I don't know. But yeah. uh, the bottom line is, we've been doing this since April two thousand and eight. How we've not been locked up yet, I will never know. Right. <clears throat> um, first of all, uh, point of order as always. Um, outstanding support from the away fans, and uh, I have to say, Tony. I mean, you were on it a bit more than me because I was very, very busy yesterday. I didn't get a chance to have a look at it. But I thought, actually, most of the wiser heads on social media. It yes. was a very measured, very understanding response, I think. Because it's not nice getting dubbed 4-0 by United, mate. No. I hate United. No. It's horrible getting dubbed 4-0 I, by I had them. A, I had a theory that that's because the, the cult of Sarri have all fucked off to Juve and um, going to leave us alone now. Um, really? Yeah, well, I just think... You know, I, Look, you know, there's 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 a breed there's a breed of football fan out there. God Almighty! Hold on a second. My deepest apologies. <laughs> nice no, one. Can I leap in here? Can I leap in here? Can I just say leap in? Carry on. I'll mute this for a second. Some bloke, I couldn't believe it on Twitter. He put out a whole series of players that he said Frank Lampard would buy the next in the summer. <laughs> Right, he put them all out, all these players, and Which, then said, "What next summer? Yeah, next summer? Yeah, yeah, yeah." The logic of this, he put all these players out, and he said, "These are the players that Frank will buy." Consequently, Lampard out. He said, "You know, uh, I, 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 there was uh, a." There was a uh, someone um, who was on phone in the six oh six, which is now sadly a complete shadow of what it used to be, um, and is actually. Oh, can you hear that? Yeah. Uh, what is it? Yeah. That's like. Anyway, can I also just say while he's paused? Yeah, I well, that's got rid of them. That's got rid of them. Right. All I was going to say is, is that they, um, that what I, the way I see it is, is that six oh six become a race. What someone rang in and said Frank Lampard needs to be gone by Christmas. By Christmas, right? And I just thought to myself, this is it's it's a complete joke, right? To push this sort of agenda forward at the moment. The older, wiser heads, if you like, um, or, or the, the more seasoned uh, of us or whatever, have looked at this and gone, we've, we've had this model of disruption for 15 years or whatever, one load. Which has what, been it, very successful. It has, but it couldn't carry on because uh, the kind of more sustainable things that have been put in place by City, by uh, Liverpool, uh, you know, Liverpool have built slowly over the three years that Klopp has been there. And they are quite, a, you know, they're quite a formidable side now. Um, and I think that's where we are. We're about two or three years behind. But I think, and I've, I've got such faith in this whole new culture at Chelsea, 
Uh, I, I genuinely think, you know, that that that, that people who looking at this yesterday would have, like us, have looked at that and gone, do you know what? The how what what was the most common phrase on Twitter? That was not a four 0 game. Yeah, because it it wasn't. We all know that, and I just think, um, you know, I'm loath to sort of judge this right now, and just think, you know, it was a big game, a bloody awkward start away to United, um, in a team that that struggled at times last year against much lower opposition and has a pretty dreadful record against the top six or whatever last season, which we did. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to see outbreaks of common sense uh, going across all of the forms of social media. And as to be said on match of the day where they did yeah. <clears throat> whatever, that was quite a measured reaction from mm. even from that pill at Janus. I think, I think in a sense, Jonathan, it's, it, it really is, you know, I think a deep understanding by most sensible people that we are where we are, you know, uh, there are unusual circumstances this year. And it's really interesting in spite of their usual vitriolic bile and biasness in the commentary, they did mention a lot transfer ban, losing hazard quite frequently in whatever channel I, I, I ended up watching it on. But I, I, here's here's the thing though. I mean, as I said, horrible losing four nil to United. Let's not get away from that. But in a sense, there is a timely reminder that the season will be different. And I, I'm just wondering, actually, mate, whether the the defeat on, on Sunday might be a blessing in disguise because it might it might dampen down ex- expectations a bit. Would, would you think, is there, is there some method in that? Well, I think the, 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 the more normal of us, we're, we're always prepared for that, weren't we? We haven't gone in yeah. thinking we're going to end up um, putting in a challenge on City and Liverpool. Um, but my fear, which we have to... Um, quell somehow to, to stop is that um, uh, it all falls apart and uh, he can't afford to allow that to happen you know they can't lose to, we're about to get onto it obviously they can't lose to Liverpool 5-0 and they can't then lose to Leicester or it, it's going to be really really difficult well we'll get on to I'll tell you what let, we'll get on yeah, to that. I'll, I'll take that point because I want to close up with that but, but, can I just say for a moment yeah, yeah. Just talk about, um, I just wanted to talk about Tammy Abraham very briefly can I do that before we yes definitely we, I'd love to um, just, um, it was very interesting seeing Giroud come on because Giroud he just doesn't work within that setup. he just isn't mobile enough and he holds the ball well but Abraham for me fits in much more with Frank's philosophy yeah, which, is that, which is that he, he moves, he moves really well and gets into good positions and, and is, is athletic and um, very different to anything we've had over the past since, you know, even different to Costa, though Costa was a very different player. But um, uh, there's a, I, I really want him to succeed just because of his enthusiasm, his ability to get into good positions. And I all I think, all I think he needs is a goal. Yeah. And I yeah. think we're going, to, we're going to see something really excellent. Absolutely. He's, he's, he's so um, kind of infectious puppy-like. He's so really keen. and gets He wants it, mate, runs. doesn't yeah, he? he does. He, he does. really wants he really it. And that's wants lovely it. to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it is completely. Definitely. completely. Mate, and in comparison I, with, with Giroud, who I love, because you know, I'll always remember also for the brilliance of the goal against Arsenal in the Europa, Europa League final. Um, but he, he, he's good in certain setups. To me, he doesn't work within... Um, what Frank wants to try to do. And he didn't work very well for Sarri either. So that's why, I mean, somebody even mooted yesterday, I was reading that that there might be an option to sell him. I mean, they're in the, if to Europe um, because of the, the transfer window being... I think that would be a mistake. And I, oh, I, me too, I'll, completely. I'll, I'll, completely. Not, just because I, not just because I like him and I think he's a very good yeah, player, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I also think, that, you know, that 
I, I, I agree that Frank Lampard is, is trying to get them to play a certain way. And I tell you what, actually, I wouldn't be surprised if they're getting them to try and play a certain way that they've been playing at youth levels for a long time. And I think that's possibly Jody's influence. And that yeah, makes yeah, a lot yeah. of sense given, given who's coming through. But I actually think that Frank and Jody will be, will be very tactically flexible. They're not going to just stick rigidly to a 4-3-3 like no, Sarri did last year yeah. and just change the personnel and keep the system the same. I think that they will change and, and adapt. And, and that's why I think Giroud would be useful because if you play Giroud in a system that suits him, then he can be very effective. And yeah. I don't see why yeah. they can't do that if, if things are going pear-shaped, playing the way they start playing. So I'm not so worried about that. I'll tell you what the other thing, Tony, i tell you who I was really impressed with yesterday because I wasn't sure about this kid, whether he would be daunted by the Premier League. But bloody hell, Mason Mount looks a player to me. Yeah, what confidence yeah. for a youngster. Yeah, and I think this is the thing that um, it's been easy for us to we kind of miss out on it. Because, you know, unless you really die hard and you watched all of Derby's games last year and all of Villa's games Didn't you last even year. watch Derby last yeah, season? Yeah, exactly. You know, didn't I even watch Villa last season? And, it's, you know, I, I had... I had this argument with somebody in the cock. I can't remember who it was. Because oh, Abraham, Tommy Abraham's never going to be good enough. And I said, "Where's? Give me one piece of evidence that says that. There's not one piece of evidence that says he's not going to be good enough. He's he's he, he scored goals wherever he's gone." He scored goals to Villa last year. You can only play. What's the point in us sending him out to Villa if all people are going to do is say, "Well, he's just a championship player." Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And the same for Mason Mount. And I think. Um, I, I think there's been a gap between the reality and there's a few people who will watch the youth team uh, and watch these younger players um, all the time. And then there's the majority of fans who just really, you know, turn up to see the, the, the first team or whatever play. Um, and I think that's, that's a, a bit of a gap. And I found it very, very uh, interesting to watch him, uh, to watch the way he is. He's, he's a bit slight, but that, you know, that, that seems to be the modern footballer in some ways. Um and and I, I think he's got all the capabilities to get a reputation. Not you know, obviously they play in different positions. But when you look at as Jonathan said earlier about how good Harry Maguire is, future England captain with no no question about that. Yeah, um, who's acquitted himself uh, uh, brilliantly uh, international level, um, played well yesterday. And I think we've got a, a similar thing with Mason Mount, albeit in a different position. But I think there's a few people would have been looking at that yesterday, going, "Blimey, those two Chelsea yeah. they're quite good, didn't they?" I think definitely think he he really he really stood up. Um, what I would say though, and I mean, get, you know, I'm, I'm, we, we love the youth playing, of course we do, and it, it, it's it's great that uh, you know that they're getting a chance because of the circumstances we find ourselves in. But I have to say, you know, that was a tough ask yesterday going up to Old Trafford without the experienced players of Kante, William and Rudiger. And I actually think that we, re- I mean, I know Kante came on, but I'm not entirely convinced he's match fit yet. But uh, Rudiger, I think, clearly is our best defender and a great leader. Uh, William, for all the uh, aggro he gets, is a very experienced player yeah. and I think a superb player on his day. Um, and I, th- I think if you'd have William fit, you wouldn't have had both Mount and Barkley playing. And I think what was interesting was to see that Mount actually played number 10, whereas Barkley was sh- shoved out wide. So I think that's really interesting in terms of how that's going. And of course, when you've got Kante back, you've got, you know, in my view, our, 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 well, when our only genuine world-class player at the moment. So Jonathan, we do need these guys back because they are going to make a difference, aren't yeah. they? Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Kante at his best, it, it, it'll, you know, he, he's he would have got back and covered for a couple of those goals yesterday. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, and, uh, and and Rudiger and Christensen, of course, have, have, have played together a lot last yeah. season. So um, yeah. it isn't then the kind of experimental setup. No, my my worries are with both fullbacks, and um, and that's the weakness, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, um, I wouldn't play Pedro. I, uh, I don't think he'll get in actually if Williams there. And Pulisic just needs to be bedded down. He's got a good turn of speed as Pulisic. Um, yeah. But um, well, he left Wan-Bissaka for dead at one. Didn't he? He, he did. He did. But no, my, 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 you've got to have some speed to do that. Yeah. No, my, 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 as I said, my worry about Barkley is this bizarre thing of of. Uh, getting caught in possession and just um, passing to no one, which he does occasionally, which he, he yeah. did once again, he did last season, you know, so they're, mm. they're showing th- exactly the same traits as they showed last season. He, you hope that Frank can just stop them from doing this. I, I fear in Pedro's case that it's, you know, it just may be one step too far because he... Well, you can't treat, teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, there is that element, It's that isn't business there? of getting the ball. He did a wonderful thing, which he wasn't it. He, he lost the ball, he got it back and then immediately lost it again. And you just think... That, oh. That's Pedro, play, Pedro playing terrier football. Yes, yes, it? yes. Indeed. Um, right. Listen, chaps, let's move this on a bit. Um, the, 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 I, I, I'm not really sure whether I should be concerned by this or not, but I'm, I'm going to read this out anyway because it's a habit that we've seen recently. And I, I, I wonder if this speaks to um, a lack of characters stroke leaders in the team, which is, of course, an old problem that we've had going, you know, way before, uh, you know, Sarri's season. It goes really back to losing the likes of Lampard, Drogba, Ashley Cole, Padacek, John Terry, of course. But this is what Football 365 had to say about it. It's a bit of a long one, so bear with me. But it says, the collapse was not immediate. Chelsea had five unopposed shots in the final 10 minutes of the first half and were still taking advantage of basic unenforced mistakes across the pitch. But they found themselves in a series of vicious circles. The link-up play of both Abraham and Pedro, your mate uh, Jonathan, was crucial to creating chances that neither could finish. Barkley and Mason Mount were pressing excellently, but often too deep, meaning they were not in position to provide support upon turnovers. But the collapse still came, as they did at times in similar circumstances with Maurizio Sarri and Antonio Conte. Chelsea collectively shat themselves, very harsh but possibly fair, even in pre-season, conceding twice in 26 minutes against Gladbach, thrice in 40 minutes against Salzburg and three times in 90 against Reading. Lampard's Blues had already shown a proclivity for implosion, Tony. I can't actually argue uh, with that. I think that's probably a fair point. But do you know what? The uh, the, the reason I'm in the, the job I'm in and, and where I am is because I've made some fuck-ups in my time and I've learned from them. <laughs> Likewise, mate. Right? Now... <laughs> You know, do you, you know, it's like all the greatest love songs are written from angst. No one's, you know, yeah. there's no good love songs that are written about, oh, I'm so happy I'm in love. Fuck that. It's pain, angst. It's it's the hard knocks that, that fucking do you. That the, the lessons learnt yesterday for some of those players, uh, and not just the youngsters, but maybe even some of the more, you know, ex- more experienced ones like Christensen and, and Zuma will be much, much more valuable to them than if they'd gone in and won 2 0. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so a proclivity to implode. Yeah, do you know what? Um, I, did, did any of us expect our defence to be Bold Adams, fucking Winterburn, and, and came? No, of course we fucking didn't, and, and we're, we're not anywhere near that. But let's see at the end of the season where we are. Yeah, that was my view. Yeah. At the end of the season, we could be looking at these players and we could be sort of saying there could be, you know, the, the papers could be full of things like, you know, fucking hell, Barcelona want this player. They're going to come in and Real Madrid want this player from Chelsea. They could be that good. And I think we just need to look at it and say there would have, there, there would have been some pride hurt. There would have been some long faces in that fucking coach on the way back. Yesterday. I'm pretty sure Frank Lampard would have said, do you know what? 
when I came into Chelsea, Big Fat Frank, they called me. Yeah, right. This is a bloke. I called him. Fra- I called him Frank. Frank Lamppost. Yes, right. Uh, th- this is a bloke who was never the greatest footballer in the world. He's actually, you know, never was that. Um, but he he worked hard. Mourinho was the making of him in some ways because he told him, "Fuck me, I think you can go all the way at the top." And, and I think he's got that capability in management. I think he's an intelligent, young, willing to learn. He will openly admit mistakes. Will work towards doing that. And I think the players themselves will be that. So proclivity of some pro- Yes, maybe at the moment. But let's have a look at it later in the season because I think that will be sorted. And I think you've got mm. too many old heads in and around that club now that can look at it and say, this is what you can learn from this. And this is how you, you prevent it happening again. And, and and Jonathan's got a point. It may be that some of the, and I'm going to use this word, if I can do it, flippity gibbets of Petro <laughs> and people like that. I hope Jonathan enjoyed that word because it's a sort of, <laughs> it's an act or I'm pretty sure he would have been able to say it much better than me. But those sort of, you know, th- those sort of players may well be the ones that are slowly, slowly being pushed towards the door and more and more uh, academy. And when we do go back to the market, it could be that we're looking at some more uh, or, or, or less flashy players, but much more um, water carry a couple of more water carriers, you know, like players that aren't particularly fancy. The Mikels as well, who just got on with the bloody job and did it, you know. Mikel uh, was a real leader, he, well, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah. and, and uh, he, 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 he was a boo boy. But then, you know, Chelsea fans, don't, we, we like nothing more than having a boo boy in the team summer. And I just think uh, that that is that that is a very fair assessment. And it could be a worry, but I, you know, come on, first game of the season, pre-season. And it, it, got to say, who gives a shit about the pre-season games? Well, I agree. You know, I mean, look, I think in a sense, that, really... Though, sorry, go on, Jonathan. Go on, said, JK. Having said who gives a, a shit about the pre-season, the problem is if you see the same patterns in the pre-season, yeah. then it becomes relevant. The very fact that Football 365 are using the pre-season as evidence of the same errors being committed makes you appreciate how much this is a work in progress. So I think the preseason yeah. does, does have a relevance, particularly when a new manager comes in <clears throat> and tries to sort something out. Yeah. Um, so it's very easy for so many people on... I meant it from the perspective of, of the fans. You know, no, people, no, no, I understand. Be, they read too much into it, whereas the coaches and that coaching team right the way through, they'll be the ones who are assessing this. They'll have their reports. Oh, completely, completely. So, yeah, so a, a value to them. But for anybody else to sit there and sit there going, well, you know, you only drew with Reading. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we drew with Reading. Yeah, but, but you know what? So this, it, yes, but it, what, I, what I found very tricky to deal with that was after the first game where Bakayoko wandered about as if, you know, he'd turned 95 overnight. Um, and I was taken to task for having said, Bakayoko demonstrating exactly what he demonstrated before that he doesn't yeah. really want to be interested in playing for the Blues. I got and taken, nowhere near the nowhere near the squad, mate. Indeed, not I got even taken, on the bench I got yesterday. I taken to task for saying that. Yeah. It's the first game, but first it's pre-season. They're all assessing their fitness. What are they doing? And what I was, oh, I came back with. I live in a world where if you're given the opportunity to to impress a new manager, you don't go on and just fart about. You make no. enormous effort. But here's and here's he the did. thing, mate. There's a the corollary to all that is that actually until they start playing proper matches like they did yesterday, yeah, it's harder to work on that because no, you kind of but... need to see how they're going to perform in anger and 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 I think that's why you see a lot of these bad habits. Some of which I think you know go back to Sarri's year. Some of them go back before that. And you know Frank and the team have got to work on that now. Now they're playing it for real, and that's when the work starts. 
listen, I know. Ultimately, though, I, I think you know. Believe it or not, when a miserable old scrote like T- Tony Cascarino writes this, <laughs> you know, you then. know that there is no need to panic. And I, I thought this was wonderful. He said, "Chelsea have no reason to panic, despite the errors." When you're a new manager with something of a scratch team containing young players, you can't afford any mistakes, which, of course, you're going to get with young players. My word's not his. And Chelsea made far too many of them. They were actually the better team and started well, but they made errors that cost them goals and then they fell apart, which goes back to our previous point. Frank Lampard on his team will have to learn quickly, which goes to the point I was just making. Although I do wonder if this might happen to them a few times this season, particularly away from home. It's a heavy defeat, but there's no reason to panic just yet. As long as players like Kurt Zuma and others can eradicate those errors. On the positive side, I thought Mason Mount looked sharp early on and confident. A new signing, Christian Pulisic, produced one turn and burst of pace against Aaron Wambasaka, which is promising for his impact for the rest of the season. And then Football 365 rounds it up. I think quite brilliantly again, saying Chelsea have have a completely new central defence, but a keeper who remains relatively unproven. Both true. They've got an ordinary midfield that is relied upon heavily, but does not offer enough at either end. I think harsh, but true. And an assortment of forwards learning a new system. So I think the the, the thing is, Rome wasn't built in a day. There's a lot of work to do, but there's no need to panic, JK. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But however, I fear that people will start panicking and I worry about who who though this is the crucial thing the, this yeah. is the, this this goes right into my my last yeah. question and how steadfast will the support for Frank be because I think you're right you know it's not just about us is it you and you seem to have a view on the club here yeah I think the club will start panicking if um if he has a series of heavy defeats I think it's completely inevitable and yet uh, as we've talked before, he has this kind of get out of jail free card, doesn't he? That we've got the transfer ban. Um, he's he's got the great support of the fans, uh, and and he's trying to get the youth in. But it's going to be very tricky um, if the defeats are heavy. I think if they if they you could almost he can get through it if they're like two one and there are a few draws and things and we're halfway because this is what we predicted. But it's if if the goals are leaked, that's where I feel. Um, there will be a, a, a groundswell of the club having got it wrong. That's my fear. Tony? Uh, yeah, I think that's possibly where the loss of um, two very senior experienced defenders like Louise and Cahill might just backfire. Um, uh, and I hope it doesn't because I think, you know, when you look at, uh, you know, it's their positions that we, we've always traditionally been pretty good at. Um, I, I think that that kind of leadership would come. And I think Rudiger will make a big difference when he comes back because he's as miserable as the fans. And I love Yeah, I love player. him. I, I love, love the him, fact mate. that he will moan and fucking groan and get in players' ears. He'll he, uh, And he'll do it like we would. And I, I, I think that's a big thing. I, I do think Jonathan's um, points are right. I think heavy defeats. Um, but, you know, there was nothing... I saw nothing yesterday to suggest that we would lose 4-0 like that to anybody else. We we will we will take a couple of poundings this season. I think City, I think possibly Liverpool. I don't I'm not sure about Liverpool in the Super Cup because I'm not sure how seriously them or us are treating that. Um but I do think you know, the teams, I, I, I'm not actually at the Leicester game because, of course, I'll go on holiday Saturday, so I'm missing the Leicester. No, I won't get to see you, mate. Yeah, I, I missed the Leicester and Sheffield United games. Um, Bummer. Uh, which is, the, the Sheffield United one was the one I really wanted to go to because I've got you know, fond memories of, of Tony Curry and and, and that, that kind of uh, ilk. Um, but I, I, I just don't think we need to worry. And we've got Norwich in there as well. You know, those teams are, are, are going to get the fright of their life up against some of our players. And... Mm. Um, 
<laughs> and also people going, well, Tammy Abraham's only probably championship level. Well, he's got Sheffield United and Norwich to show them what he can do then, isn't he? <laughs> he has indeed. I mean, it's interesting. I, 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 like, I think it's, it's very interesting that you've both said that you think if we get some real heavy defeats that the board might... Uh, might act frankly which is what you're saying and i and I, I i gotta be honest i think that i think that frank gets a pass this year i think he certainly gets yes. a pass yeah, this yeah, year I because of the, the extenuating circumstances yeah. but i know what you mean they do they do get quiver i think somebody I, either i wrote this or somebody else did i can't bloody remember but i, I think that we've if, if i wrote it i clearly nicked the idea off somebody because i never come up with an original thought so but basically it goes along the lines of what we've seen here is is something of a Rubicon crossed because Roman has appointed... Because, you know, when you say the board, and I, I mark, mark uh, you know, good old Mark, or Aurelius 13, as he likes to name himself, um, said the fans won't turn on Frank, but they'll turn on the board, which is worse. Which is an interesting point, because when you say the board, you mean Roman Abramovich. Yes. He runs runs the club. But I actually think that this is a Rubicon cross, because Roman Abramovich has appointed a player, or, or sorry, a manager, sorry, who is more loved and more popular than he is. So when the time comes to fire Frank, because let's be honest, people, all football management careers end in failure. Yes. You get fired at the end of the job, yeah. unless you're Alec Ferguson and Wenger, and even Wenger got pushed out. Uh, so you know they end in failure. It's 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 an occupational hazard. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens when that happens because it could go a very different way than it has before. And I think you could well see a lot of the fans turning against Roman. Yep. They don't like the board anyway. I mean, no. but they don't count. It's Roman who makes the decisions ultimately. Yeah. So that I mean, this is hopefully a long time away, but it will be a very well, interesting thing to see when it does. I always say the board is is it is Roman and Marina. Marina is Roman's proxy. If you've she got is. any doubts about, you know, she's his, she's his right hand man. Any other person is is uh, got the power in that club. It's Marina, and good luck. And I, I I think you know, yes, they've made one or two rickets or whatever, but you know, I, I think, you, and we've 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 kind of glossed over this. You know, we're talking about, you know, you know how 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 long we we lost an iconic player, a player that I would put up with Ronaldo and Messi at that level. He's gone and he fucking carried us last season, right? Without him, we wouldn't have got third and we would not have won the Europa League without Eden Hazard. We fucking wouldn't have. That is absolutely an absolute right. fact, right? So you're talking about uh, you've, you've, you've taken one of the engines off the fucking plane and said, right, um, you experienced pilot, you fuck off. You, you've just passed your piloting test. You get in and fly this fucking plane load of people. It's Most, a bit like Airplane, the movie. It, isn't it, it? it is. And I just think, uh, you know, let, this is where the panic is. It, it's not there. Frank is going to be looking to spread the loss of Eden Hazard across the whole team. Okay. Yeah. And there is not one player in that dressing room, and actually the one player in the dressing room that could have caused a problem, I think, has fucking gone, right? There's not one player in that dressing room that can look at Frank Lampard and say, what do you know that I well, don't? You know? There are there are no... Uh, I mean, what what this is bizarre how this was glossed over, actually. But uh, David Luiz, with him going, there are no players. I could be wrong in this, but I'm bloody sure I'm not. None of the none of the first team or none of the the, the players who played in the European Cup final in 2012 are, no, are, are playing for Chelsea anymore. Am I right, Jonathan? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, he's the last, isn't he? Blackman isn't Blackman the only one who's around? But he's not at Chelsea at the moment, is he? He's on loan somewhere. He's on loan, but he's still he's still contracted to the club, though. Yeah, I, I remember his performance well. It was it was really crucial to us winning the the trophy. Yeah. 
But hey ho, um, right? I think we've done brilliantly there. Yes. I've really enjoyed. God, it's good to be back. I've got to say, right? Part three in a minute. We're going to look ahead to uh, Wednesday night's European Super Cup final against Liverpool in Istanbul. We're going to ask how important is the Super Cup? Will Frank take it seriously? Who will he start with? And can we beat Liverpool? And how damaging would another heavy defeat be? And is Istanbul a trip too far? See you in a minute. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all... No more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast. I'm Stamford Chidge. We're now in part three uh, of the Chelsea Fancast. I've got the wonderful Jonathan Kidd who has had his oats in the half time break. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Are you whooped? I thought there would have been a whinny or a neigh or something. Yeah. I, I, I think Jonathan's had some nose bag. And uh, I've also got the wonderful Tony Glover with me. My buddy is brilliant. We had such fun in France. We had we? a fantastic time. And do you know what? We got in. We started that journey at some god-awful early time of the morning. Three o'clock and in the morning. I was thinking, you know, don't worry. Once the, once, once the minibus is underway, we can have a kip. And we talked pretty much all the way and i just want to say that if talking bollocks uh, ever becomes uh, an olympic sport the olympic selectors should be on to me and you straight away because we're gold medal mate we are gold. we are are. yeah they wouldn't call it the coxless pair though (laughs) 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 don't forget forget, i I see your eight percent 
and I shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that you, you I think it was Alex who took that she video. She did of the me. sneaky cow, didn't she? She did. Uh, very funny. That got something like five thousand views well, or something I mean, ridiculous. Did, yeah. I mean, who would who would want? What? Why would five thousand people want to watch some old? Alcoholic, your dad downing a Belgian beer in one. I ask you, so all the Sarri, shake your head. Sarri fans were. I'm surprised they ain't seen around going. I told you. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. That, no wonder Chelsea are fucked when they got <laughs> idiots like him supporting them. They would be right, mate. They would be absolutely right. Oh, dear. Like, we could talk about this much yes. more than we could talk about uh, playing Liverpool in a European Super Cup final, but we're going to have to because it's happening on Wednesday. The irony, of course, uh, is that. Oh, hang on, very quickly. Um, um, you know, interruption from the. Uh, from the floor, Vinda Blue. When are you having Alex on the podcast again, Chidge? I did ask her to come on tonight, but poor old Alex has just had a root oh, canal. Yes, yes, yes. So she's, she's in lots poorly. of pain, bless her little heart, and poorly. So send her lots of love because she needs it. But she was asked to come on tonight because, of course, who's on with her? The smart buddies. Exactly. You know, that's and, why. And, and there was uh, evidence of that all over the trip, wasn't there? Um, oh, she was yes, great. They, well, yes, of course. Absolutely. Because Alex was, she was actually. Uh, Alex was in a leadership role, yes. actually, and very good she was at that it too, by the way. Yeah, very good. Right, Liverpool, Wednesday night. Now, um, as Jonathan knows, I will be at Lord's uh, on Wednesday with my old man and various other reprobates, uh, and I've stupidly booked a train to come back to Winchester uh, about the same time that we kick off. So I'm uh, not going to be able to on, watch Chish? it. What channel is you it? What? Do we know what channel it's on? It's on BT Sport, BT Sport. BT Sport. Is it BT Sport? Is it? All oh, right. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I've I've got it. I've got it recorded, so I will watch it. Uh, of course, there's a chance I might not go to Lords because it looks like it's going to piss down with rain, which yes. is a bit of a bind. But there you go. Um, anyway, it does beg a question here. I, I shall I shall nail my colours to the mast here, um, because I I think it's massively important. I can remember how absolutely ecstatic I was. When we won the uh, UEFA Super Cup in 1998 by beating Real Madrid, Re- the big, mighty Real Madrid, uh, 1-0 with a Gus Poirier goal. I, watched, I wasn't there, sadly, but I watched it on the box and I loved it. I was gutted when we got dubbed 4-1 by bloody Atletico Madrid, mainly by that Falco hat-trick. And I was really gutted when we blew it against Bayern Munich. You know, with Lukaku missing that penalty, the great big oaf that he is. So I love this. I think it's really important. I mean, forget the fact that it's Liverpool. That actually ramps it up in my book as well. But I love the Super Cup. I think it's fantastic. Uh, Actually, while I'm on that point, I'm just going to run down... uh, Basically, I've done my research, people. It's even in colour for the boys with the scripts. But uh, I was curious as to how many times Liverpool have won it compared to how many times we've won it. So we've been in three finals, won one of them, lost two. Uh, Liverpool won it uh, again. There was, it used to be a two-legged home and away fair back in the 70s, and they beat Hamburg in 77, drawing 1-1 and winning 6-0 at home. Uh, they lost to Anderlecht in 1978 uh, on a two-legged affair. They lost to Juventus 2-0 uh, in 84, and in 2001, they beat Bayern Munich 3-1. And in 2005, they beat CSK or Suska Moscow, if you prefer, 3-1 after extra time. So they've won it three times by the looks of it and they've lost it twice so uh yeah so they've got a good record in it as you would kind of expect tony but is it important or should i not get into oh, tizzy about it? Know, i don't know now you've said it I, I personally i it doesn't really sit on my radar much above the community shield in in the sense that 
Um, if it was at an end of season game, you know, uh, then I'd say, yeah, but I think it's because it's the beginning of the season. I think any competition that's played in the first few weeks of any season tends to get a little bit, you know, well, it isn't the real thing, is it? You know, um, a, a one-off game as well. And, 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 and that's a bit problematic. Again, sort of aligns it with the community shield. So, you know, end of 90 minutes, boom, you're into a penalty shootout or extra time or whatever. I guess it's extra time. Then, then the penalties. Um, uh, both, you and look at both teams. So Chelsea have got, uh, a, a bigger set of targets um, to try and uh, uh, you know keep to this year, probably in terms of you know reasonable finish, maybe no trophies, but you know progress. Uh, Liverpool, of course, will want the Premier League. I think they'll want that more than the Champions League. I think that that's their that's their they kind of they're, they're precious, if you like. Holy know. Grail, mate! Yeah, and I think they want that more than anything else. I think you know, uh, and uh, as much as the Champions League is a great one, you know, for me, I will always put the Premier League over that as well because of just the sheer local bragging rights. You've won, you are the champions within your own country, um, and you're doing it over 38 games, so it's it's really not a fluke. You don't you don't you don't fluke that. Um, but I think as a marker, I think as to where we are against Liverpool, that's probably where it's more important. If we, do you remember when we played City last year in the League Cup final? Um, and we were very unlucky. I mean, we really gave them a, a big, big test. Um, and we got better as the game went on. You know, they, we really put the frighteners on them. A bit like a boxing match where, uh, like Rocky, you know, you take a bit of a pounding for the first half an hour and then suddenly you come back into it. And I think we were like that. Uh, it, I think that's that's probably the bigger marker for me is, is how we, you know, how we measure up against a Liverpool side that, um, you know, are not far off Manchester City in terms of, of capability. I kind of think it's more important because it's Liverpool rather than a European team, Jonathan, although that makes it a bit weird because it kind of should be against a European team, really. But are you up for this or do you not not really bother? Well, my fear is that we're going to lose by a large margin and then they will crow for the rest of the season about how wonderful they are and how shit we are. Um, That is my big fear um, because they're really quite good at the moment and... uh, well, Allison's going to be out. Surely that's going to make a difference. Well, Adrian's not a bad goalkeeper, though. No, Adrian. Yeah, He's yeah. Not... I was, I was always surprised that West Ham got rid of him. Got, yeah. got rid of him because he was. Yeah. He, he played some really, really good football. Yeah. Um, I didn't think good goal team, yeah. It's yeah. still the same team. It depends, as you said earlier, how seriously both sides take it. You know, they've got games. Well, how how seriously do you think that we'll take it, and how seriously do you think Liverpool will take I it? I think he'll give it a go with as many people as he can because he's very keen on on getting people to play, try and play his way. So I think he'll take it seriously. But whether they do is another thing. I think that us losing at the weekend, I think Klopp will relax and put in uh, about three or four um, reserves. Um, it depends on whether he wants to make a point. Um, he might start with his best, and you know, if they get three goals up, he might then substitute them and then leave it at that. But uh, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't know enough about what his attitude is in these situations. Whether he wants to to humiliate early on, which I think he's got an opportunity to do, I'm afraid. There's some interesting feedback coming from uh, Mixler, actually, and I, I wonder if uh, Ramsey's going, actually. He, he might confirm or deny that in a minute, but he reckons that there's no doubt that both teams will be up for it. And what else did he say? He said, something, he said uh, it's much more prestigious than the, than the Charity Shield, and I, I, I agree with him on both those points. Um, Tony, who do you think Frank will start with? Do you think he's going to start with a strong team? Um, I think 
Well, we're probably too early for, for Rudy and William. Um, I think Kante will probably get the nod over um, Kovacic. Um, I, I, I think he may well go with Giroud up front rather than Tammy, simply based on the level of experience, you know, and, and Giroud's contribution in the Europa League final. I, I, I um, yeah, I wasn't trying to say it was as trivial as the, the community shield. I was just, you know, for me, it's on that kind of par in terms of importance. Um, I, I, I really think that um, I don't think I'm, I'm not as pessimistic as JK. I, you know, I think the players, and actually, I always think when you've played a team that have come off the back of a thumping, um, that's when you are more vulnerable because they they will be bitterly, bitterly trying to prove uh, a few points, I think. And um, so, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see us nick, nick it, actually. I mean, it would be nice. Mm. I, mean, I will say this, just going to say this, but um, we had that horrible, awful, god-awful, terrible nightmare situation at the end of the season of, of, of the, the loathsome Spurs playing uh, Liverpool or whatever. Uh, and I think in the end, I, it was jump or burn. I thought, well, OK, if I'm going to go for this, it might as well be Liverpool because they might as well win it six times as five times plus they're, you know, 200 miles up the bloody motorway. And it's been pleasantly quiet because I don't know many Liverpool fans. I know far more Tottenham fans and that would have been deeply, deeply unpleasant having had them win it, um, having, you know, not won a fucking trophy of any value for God knows how many years so um, I, I think when you say they're going to crow if they've been crowing I haven't heard it so yeah, yeah. I mean it's I've just put a shout out to the I mean Ramsey is going bless him I, I had a feeling he was um, and Dean I asked if he knew how many we're taking uh, and Dean good old Dean Mears uh, by the way actually while we've got Dean in the house uh, Dean has got a book out called um, Cult Fiction which is uh, his new book, his debut book, which he's done under Mark Worrell's Gate 17 banner, uh, where he recounts the ups and downs of last season. Uh, so there you go. So go and check out Dean's book. If you follow Dean on Twitter, you'll know how to get it. But basically just go, just whack Gate 17 into Amazon and you'll, you'll find it. But uh, fantastic. Anyway, he was saying, Marco was saying on Twitter that we're only taking 600, 1,600 there and Liverpool are taking 5,000. So it'll be a particularly unpleasant place to be, I would I would suspect, on Wednesday, given that many scouts. Yeah, you'd, you'd rather be in against Fernabarche or Galatasaray, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, well, quite. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jonathan, miserable East End Bull, Wednesday night, 5,000 scouts, 1,600 of us. Why do you think there's only 600 of, 1,600 of us going? I mean, you, you know quite a few people who, who would probably make that trip, I would have thought. No, I didn't. I don't know about the, the numbers. I thought that was Tony. I didn't uh, know about the numbers. I don't know how many are going. Isn't it? Um, I mean, how many tickets have we been uh, we've been given? You know. Well, if Liverpool have got five thousand, I would imagine 5, that we've got five thousand. So yeah. you know. Um, but uh, Ramsey actually reckons there'll be less than a thousand of us going. I, I I wonder why. Is it because it's not seen as an important trophy? Is it because it's we just got no money? Is it because we've just been oversaturated with stuff like this? I think everybody went to Baku. I think they can't afford it. Yeah, I think there's well, a, there's got to be a bit of that kind of uh, the financial element to it, Chidge. You know, just expecting people to be able to drop out and 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 you know, don't forget a lot of people like me would still be on holiday, for example. Yeah, yeah you know, all yeah. school holidays. So, um, you know, if Liverpool are taking five thousand. Good luck to them. They're probably doing that a lot of that on the strength of the fact that they won the Champions League and had a good season, and and they're on their uppers. And it, it, you know, I don't think it would be any. It's not nothing wrong with saying that these Chelsea fans might be just a little bit more apathetic towards it and 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 skint, <laughs> you know. So, 
And don't forget, yeah, we had to go to Baku. Where did Liverpool play Madrid, wasn't it? I mean, it was a... Yeah, but they got rinsed because it was the, the, all the flight pl- prices and the hotel well, prices well, went yeah, up. But so I, they, I got, they got rinsed yeah, as well. But I think there's, you know, they're, they're, they're probably on an upper. I think Chelsea, I don't know, maybe there's a bit of fatigue in there. You play more games to get to the Europa League final than you do the Champions League final, didn't you? Well, true enough. Okay, so where, where are we going to see this going then, Jonathan? Um, Ramsey's feeling a bit... Uh, you know, or shed up a man, should I say, is feeling a bit pessimistic, although he's going to be there. Make sure you're loud, Ramsey, that's all I say. Uh, Jonathan, w- w- where do you see it going? Uh, I think we'll lose, lose easily. Really? <laughs> do you think we'll get thumped? Yeah. Well, go on, put a number on it. Four. Four nil? Yeah. Four nil? Yeah, five, five nil. Five nil? Bloody hell, Jonathan. Tony? Two, one to us. Nice one. That's what I like. I mean, Jonathan, if we do get dubbed again, how damaging do you think that will be? Um, well, you then have to jump, bounce back at the weekend against Leicester, and they're by no means um, uh, a pushover because he's been doing good things with them, Rogers. It's a, it's a, it's a very tricky time. This Chidge, very tricky indeed, and uh, he, he, we need to support the manager and the team with um, all our hearts because this really is. Uh, he, he's up against it. And uh, just because it's it's all new and we want him to succeed so much. But um, uh, it's this thing of falling apart a bit, which I, 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 I fear. And that they're, they're very good at uh, turning the screw, Liverpool. They've just got some very good players indeed. I mean, I hope not. I hope it's much more cat and mouse. He may not play 4-2-3-1. He might decide that he wants to play more defensively. Let's see. He's a he's a, a, man, a malleable manager. He's a you know he's not going to play like Sarri did exactly the same way every time unless he te- treats it as a as a more of a of an experiment. You know, let's let's see what his his view is. I think it depends on what the first half score is as well. So let's see. Well, yeah, I mean, right. this, so I just want to go back to Conte's first season where, um, you know, where performances were failing a bit. And then we had that, you know, 3-0 down at half-time to Arsenal. <laughs> and it was almost like, you know, Conte had actually, you know, at that point decided, right, uh, he, he must have 90% knew what he wanted to do. That first half against Arsenal was where he decided, fuck it, this is what I'm going to change. This is now. I think Frank might be in that early stage where he's just, you know, let's see, let's see how some of these players step up. He's made a big point of saying that um, he, and I love this, he doesn't have number ones. He doesn't have number twos. The players fight for the shirt. There isn't there isn't a squad of untouchables there, and I really like that. Um, I've got to say, Rob Thompson, four, uh, has just come in with a brilliant point, which, of course, as chairman of the Sports Trust, I should have bloody remembered, and I apologise, Rob, for not making this point, but Rob says the reality is we haven't taken 5,000 to a European away since the draconian ticket pickup started. He is absolutely spot on, and, and, and Ramsey who, you know, is very involved with the trust, as I am, uh, gave him a big thumbs up on that because that's true. It's it's so onerous. And, you know, our system is more onerous than anybody else's, as in Liverpool, United, all these other English really? clubs who play in Europe. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely appalling. It's a real karma killer. It, 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 it You know, if... Um, there's, I could look. I'm not going to bore you all with it now because there's loads of horror stories I could give you. But Rob's absolutely spot on. Thank you for reminding me about that, Rob. We've, by the way, we we've moaned about it since its inception, as Ramsey will, um, you know, validate. But the club just don't want to hear it. You know, basically, it was their chance to implement something that they wanted. Remember that, you know, Keith Overstall and all the. The security mob at Chelsea all, you know, hate the fans and, and think that it, it, we're living in the 80s still. And, of course, the minute you give them an excuse to get away with something like this, which we did when we uh, had the incidents in Paris, 
then that, then they they use that as a pretext to bring it in, and, and we moan about it. But I I just cannot see them letting go mm. of that. They're quite happy to 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 not not have that uh, have these kind of issues happening again. Uh, you know, there's no guarantee, of course, that they won't. But uh, hey ho, say levy. Anyway, look, I, for what it's worth, um, I, I I don't know how it's going to go at all. I think it's just it's really hard to predict. You know what this Chelsea side. Uh, are, are going to do, but I'm going to go with Tony, and I'm going to say we're going to win two-one. Boom! Just just for the hell of it. All right, um, we're going to go uh, for a little break, and then when we come back, it's emails. You know who who? Nobody thought we'd have emails. We got four emails to read out. Uh, so how about that? Plus a bit of uh, kind of parish notices in honour of Tony being on the show, just to remind you of various things we're involved in. Uh, so we will be back in a minute. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Right, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, of course. Uh, you're listening to the Chelsea Fancast. I'm joined by the delightful uh, Jonathan Kidd. Hello. And the equally delightful Mr. Tony, or the, I should say the Reverend Tony Glover, really, yeah. shouldn't I? Bonsoir, your grace. Bonsoir. Bonnet de douche, mon Bonnet ami. Bonnet de douche. We did do that. We did. We should have come up with a few more of them Del Boy phrases. We did. Yeah, uh, we, yeah we basically did lots of Del Boy, uh, because Tony and I, um, like most Brits, unfortunately, don't, I mean, we, we don't speak the lingo terribly well, but actually, unlike a lot of Brits, we do try. Yes, and we did. So Tony and I, Tony and I were going out having dinner in the evening. In Arras. And, uh, we were we were determined to speak French and and we did. Um, I, I've got to share this story actually because yes. this is quite funny. Because the first night we went out in Arras, <laughs> and uh, we found. Uh, I decided I wanted to have uh, mool frites, so we, we we found this nice restaurant to do that. We sat down there, and uh, they had uh, obviously we wanted to have a beer, you know, and they had this uh, <laughs> a beer on the menu called La Speciality du uh, de Montmartre. What was it? Of the, de Montmartre. De Montmartre. Yeah. yeah so. The speciality of the moment, or as I decided to call it, a mystery beer. Yes. Okay, the speciality of the day, if you like, a mystery beer. So we thought, oh, let's order that. So we ordered a pint of this very dark beer that was called Waterloo, Waterloo. funnily enough. Yeah. And uh, and we were drinking it, and we thought, cool, this has got a bit of a kick. And it was nice. But it was nice, all, but it, it was lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went down very, very well. And uh, and then we had another one, I think, yes, didn't we? we did. or, 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 yeah. And uh, and then we realised that we were drinking nine percent beer. Yes, nine percent. <laughs> we so wonder quick, why. A we... quick look at Google. And I can't, I went, Fuck, no, this is nine percent. And, uh, and, and we, we were drinking it we, like a pint start, of lager. We'd already we? started to get those. Uh, do you remember when when um, Jack Nicholson played the Joker? We already had them half grins across our faces. We know? did, but we we you know we were drinking it like if it was a pint of Guinness, mate. Yeah. I mean, it was obscene. And then yeah. we we ended up drinking very strong gin later yeah, on in the evening. Yeah, but that's. That story can wait for another uh, version of the fancast because right now it's time for some parish notices. Uh, first of all, uh, a, a word about Patreon, of course, because we have lots of people who are very, very lovely. And uh, and uh, in fact, Matthew, who who said hello earlier on, actually announced to me that he he signed up for Patreon. Very, very lovely of you to do so. Now I know that Patreon uh, is getting a bit of stick at the moment. Uh, various people. Mentioning no names, uh, like you know, will follow you if you sign up to Patreon or whatever. We did this a long time ago because somebody said it was a good idea. I mean, we used to kind of do a thing called "Buy the Boys a Beer" when we started the fan cast. That if you like what we do, 
chucking a bit of money on PayPal and it kind of, you know, I buy a few beers in the pub or whatever. And it really is that. I mean, basically, if you like what we do, you like to support what we do, this has cost me a lot of money over the 11 years, I can tell you. Um, so it all helps. and It's a nice way to say thank you. But, I mean, there is no pressure, man. No pressure. You don't have to. I don't care. You know, I'm not going to think any less if you don't. You know, I don't care how much you put in. You put in a little bit, a lot, I don't mind. Do whatever you want to do. There is absolutely no pressure on it at all. But uh, there is a caveat to this. One thing that I have to do much better this year, and I've been utterly shit for last year, and I totally get that, <laughs> is that I need to try and find some things to, to, to say thank you back, you know, to, to kind of recognise that we've got a group of people who pay a bit every month to say thank you and support what we do, and I need to give something back. So... I mean, I know I did the Kerry banner last year, which was very much part of what you were doing. And I can actually, I'm going to announce it now. Fuck it. Why not? I have got on order a load of mini Kerry banners, right? Uh, because the guys who made the banner for me in the States uh, are sending them over toot sweet. And I'm getting enough done to pretty much cover everybody in Patreon. So if you're on Patreon, right, and you want one, you better let me know quick, and I will send you a Kerry Dixon mini banner. So there you go. That's the first. That's, I've been plotting that one for ages, but I want to do a lot of other stuff too, and try and get you involved a bit more, and you know, just do it properly, really. But not 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 as a means to fleece you of more money, but more of a way to say thank you, and you're a bit special, and we can do a bit more. How does that sound, boys? Did that sound contrite enough? You yeah, sounded yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, we'll be bunging in signed photographs of Jonathan at every available opportunity. <laughs> yeah. You want the naked ones, but especially the naked ones, J.K. Yeah, <laughs> he's incorrigible. He right? Okay. Um, the 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 actual you know the place you go, of course, um, is uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Chelsea fancast so do do that it's also a fairly good way to get hold of me although people who have been messaging me on there recently will say that's absolute rubbish and you're just as useless on that as you are on every other medium uh, but you you can you can get hold of me because i get notifications and i do try and reply i'm a very busy man i do an awful lot of stuff but uh, by all means you know you can send us a message in to get read out on the show for example it's a good way to do that but uh most of all thank you thank you thank you thank you it's very lovely that you can be asked to do that every month, and I love you all for it. Uh, right, Chelsea Supporters Trust. Uh, of course, join the trust. Get your voice heard by the club. It's free to join up to be a member, but if you want to have a badge, and the badges are lovely, the boys on here can ver uh, verify that. And if you want to be able to vote and attend meetings, then it's five quid a year. Sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com uh, and make sure you attend the meetings, come to the events we do and vote on the issues that directly affect you and make sure you get your voice heard. Follow them on Twitter at ChelseaSTrust. By the way, um, very important week coming up because it's the AGM, our annual general meeting on Saturday uh, in the Tambling Suite at Stamford Bridge, 2 o'clock kickoff, 2 till 4. If you're a paid member uh, and you want to go, uh, then you must let us know by emailing membership at chelseasupporterstrust.com by Thursday morning. We have to let the club know how many people are coming along. Um, but it's where we run through uh, the annual report of what we've done during the year. We present our accounts and we also run through all of the motions that we, uh, you know, kind of set up during the year, which we get from the survey. Uh, Ramsey, shut up, a man will be there to uh, deliver his sermon from the mount, which is basically the equivalent... Uh, basically, he's going to be giving you a sneak preview of the survey that we did back in uh, kind of March, April. So it's a really, really probably the most important day with the um, uh, with the trust. So do come along if you can. 
Uh, it's also my last as chairman. Uh, I've done my three years. I have to stand down. The rules say that I can't uh, turn it into a, a dictatorship and have four more years or whatever. Uh, so that'll be my last. But, uh, uh, you know, it's very important stuff. So do come along if you can. Right, finally, Chelsea pitch owners, of course, probably the most important thing you can do uh, if you're a Chelsea supporter, I think, is to buy a share in the Chelsea pitch owners, which, apart from anything else, means you, you kind of own a little bit of Chelsea. But it's also there really to protect the future of the club um, and make sure that the freehold of the Stamford, of Stamford Bridge remains in our hands, that football will always be played at Stamford Bridge. Very, very important. If you want to go and buy a share, email info at chelseapitchowners.com or check out chelseafc.com forward slash fans forward slash chelsea hyphen pitch hyphen owners. Follow them on Twitter at pitch owners. They're relatively cheap now. They're about 30, 40 quid maybe. You can pay a bit more to get them in a frame, but it's a very cheap entry price. So I commend you guys to do that. Any comments, you two? No, I... I you know, you, you know my views, and we had a good chat about the the work of the trust when we were away, and uh, uh, and I, I I think it loses something when you go, um, but you know I think I think it's uh, you know it's it's the best of the fan groups for me without a doubt. Hmm. Plus, I've got a lovely, lovely badge out of it as well, and and um, you know the work is important. You know, it doesn't get maybe the publicity that it should do, but I think there's things like you said, the, the survey, the the whole idea of the. Um, um, the, the 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 safe standing and those sort of surveys are important and you know, mm. and, you know I, I applaud the work you do. I Lovely hope that the new um, <coughs> role president is as competent chairman mate chairman, chairman. Is as competent <laughs> as competent as you and Tim have been in the last few years. Yeah, because yeah. you've been completely excellent. And, well, thank uh, you. That's very kind. The the, um, the the meetings I've attended, it's been. Uh, um, particularly with them, um, I think Henry Winter's friendship mm. and involvement has been uh, absolutely uh, brilliant. And the very fact that he then referred to the to you and various members of the club as being people who were um, uh, on side when it came to Frank, I thought was very telling. So it obviously the uh, um, the the uh, influence of the supporters trust even spreads as far as the media um, the better parts of the media who are very aware of the good work being being done by the trust so i think it's yeah. um it's a very uh, very praiseworthy um, environment and it needs to be run with exactly the same um excellence as as, as i say you and tim have done it in the past so. Well, it's it's that's lovely of you to say, mate. I I mean that genuinely. Uh, it's not just me and Tim. There are some very good people on there as well. I just need to read this out too because this is brilliant. Dean Mears, Jonathan has said, "I'll date donate more to Patreon, not to get nude photographs of J.K." <laughs> I might just send him one anyway. Indeed, and uh, the lovely Vinda Blue, who says, "I've got a few issues with PayPal. Otherwise, I'd have gladly become a Patreon by now." Because maybe in the future, I can personally come down there and buy you peeps a few beers. Actually, Vin, that is our preferred option. There is nothing. There is nothing we like more. I, I mean, honestly, because this this is ball ache doing this. I mean, we enjoy the hell out of it. The boys will verify that right now. But it is hard work. We give up a fair amount of time. But there is a, what makes it worthwhile is when we're in the cock and some random person yes. comes over and says. I'm so-and-so, and I've been listening to you for a lot, how many years? And we just go, whoa, brilliant. We have a beer and a chat, and we get to meet you. And that, the number of friends we've made doing this show, is that that makes it all worthwhile. So there you go. And finally, interim manager <clears throat> just said, just join the trust. Well done, mate. Brilliant stuff. That's what I like to hear. Now, 
Okay, time to do some emails, JK. And the honour of the first email of the new season, JK, goes to you. Oh, I thought you were about to say, the honour falls to me. I thought you were going to say. <laughs> no, no, to you, to you, mate. <laughs> this is from Tim Lott. I know a Tim Lott who's a journalist. It's clearly not the same one. Um, hi, hope this email finds you well. I know you lot had at least one newsworthy heat wave this summer. Well, we did, actually, yeah. <laughs> well here in Austin, Texas, Dolores... Estados Unidos, it's about 11112 as I head off to sleep with my nerdy new AirPods tucked in to catch a rerun of the show. Oh, sweet, because, well, I suppose you guys deserve a holiday as well. Yes, we do. Speaking of which, I saw in the Twitterverse that Chich was simultaneously drinking an 8% alcohol beer. (laughs) And well, to quote him, shitting on it. How does one do that? Uh, yeah. I, I think I, I think I need to answer yes, that in you my do. defence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, okay, to give you a scenario, uh, we were in a, a in a, a beer cafe, weren't we? Tony? It was fantastic. And, yeah, and it was uh, old Andrew Holmes's birthday, and we discovered that we could have these trays of uh, kind of they were like big champagne glass sized yeah, beers. We would get a tray of four of them. And there are about six different varieties on the menu. So Tony and I thought we would work our way through each one, didn't we? We did. <laughs> we did. And uh, I, I, I like talking, apparently. Who knew? I like talking. And I was doing too much talking, not enough drinking. And Tony, uh, rightfully, as my uh, you know, b- buddy in arms that night... Wingman. Point, wingman. Pointed, wingman, thank you. He pointed this out, uh, you know, very politely. He said, you're, you're, mate, I've only got one left on my train. You've still got about three. <laughs> So sort it out, son. And I said, okay. And 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 somebody said, oh, they you know they could see that I was about to down it on, in one to try and catch up. And they said, oh, cheers, cheers. That's about eight percent. And I looked at Tony and said, Tony, I see your eight percent, and I raise you, and I, I shit it. it. Yes, you that's know. right. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, in my expression being to say I'm hardcore and I don't care, right. and I drank it and I was fine, wasn't and, I? I and, didn't fall over at all. And the comments are much later. We were conversing about actually at that time we were talking about how everything. Um, that Aerosmith had done everything before any other band, right. wasn't it? It was <laughs> the fact right. that was no matter how bad church. these bands think they, they they are, Aerosmith did it first and were the worst. You know, they 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 were the first yeah. ones to, to, but basically virtually kill themselves. So yeah, it was a it was a it was a it was a definite alcoholic yadal conversation for sure. It was, it, it was. Right. There we go. I, I I give give out. I'm giving alcoholic yadars a bad name <laughs> around the world, which is just as well. Sorry to interrupt yes. your flow, J.K., but I felt that the the the, the the, the listeners needed to know completely it was necessary absolutely agree yes but he's now saying but i digress i wanted to say a few things most of them to do with gratitude number one i love the show it's so good it's so authentic and i think stories like that give it its authenticity <laughs> you won't get that anywhere you else, won't. No, no, no. <laughs> it's so reasonable that was reasonable as well i'm so tired of people shouting the most extreme thing they can conjure for no reason at all. So your show is an oasis for Renaissance men and women. Oh, bonjour. Sports fans who are, oh, I don't know, other things as well. School teachers, Cormac McCarthy fans. Very good, very good. Number two, a word about authenticity. I came across Chelsea late in life, but honestly, and with no knowledge that we broke the business model and were funded by an oligarch. It happened precisely during the Napoli comeback in the spring of 2012. Yes, which, um, of course, David Luiz figured hugely in. 
Ah, a guy walked into a bar in midtown Manhattan. He was me. Anyway, so that should have been a guy walked into a bar in midtown Manhattan. He was me. Anyway, the place was full of what I could only imagine were junior associates at giant hedge fund firms, about two-thirds cheering for the team that had a new caretaker manager and were trailing by far. Beer was all over the floor, even before we turned over Napoli. It was a madhouse. I became a football stroke soccer fan immediately and have skipped all manner of important events. Had an earphone in during church and otherwise, otherwise bent the entire universe to my Chelsea supporting habits. My wife asked every week when the soccer season is over. Never. I've been to three matches. The last two were 4-2 over Tottenham and 4-2 over Southampton during the good Conte season. Before that was the final game during the last good Mourinho season. We stayed for the parade. I'm also a member of the Supporters Trust and soon will finally buy a share in the Pitch Owners Association. Bravo. All of which is to say some of us Yanks are doing everything we can to feel connected. But you guys do so much to help. And we are grateful. We're grateful for having you as a fan of the show as well. Number three, finally, a word about the year ahead. I swear by the old gods and the new, I have no idea what will happen. But this is the year when the club is able to bring through one or two or four of our lads and see them really become the heart of the team. Well, I just might settle for a hard-fought seventh. Yeah. So would I. Because when, as Frank says, they feel the club, so do I. All the way over here on the 98th parallel. Thanks again and my best to you all. Tim, Austin, Texas. Fisherman, recovering journalist, English teacher. P.S. Pulisic, hope he's the real deal. We will know soon. Dear Chidge and Jonathan. Sweet mail. Brilliant. Yeah. Lovely, brilliant! Lovely what a what a way to kick off the new season, oh, mate! Tim, what a cracking email! Brilliant! The, the 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 love of the club is just so great in that email. Oh, oh mate, I love it. Complete and well done well, for well uh, done. signing up to uh, to Patreon. No, hang on, he signed up to the trust and uh, and the pitch owners association. Shared brilliant stuff, Tim. Well done. Right, um, that was a very good email, right? That kind of deserved to be email of the week, really, didn't it, Jonathan? Oh, yeah, but, absolutely. But this is the email of the week because this is just this is just cracking. It says uh, it's from Alex Davidson, and uh, I'm presuming it's a he. Uh, he says, uh, "Hello, Chidge. I discovered your podcast at iTunes, and I'm so glad I found it." Uh, actually, while we're talking about our iTunes, I should I should tell you all, we've been having a bit of trouble with iTunes for some reason. I have no idea why. Uh, also, we've been having a bit of trouble with Spotify. I have no idea why. Um, I've when I've had trouble with iTunes, what I've tended to do is is unsubscribe and then resubscribe and then refresh, and quite often that 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 you know brings yeah. through the maybe the five or six that they haven't uploaded. But I've also found on my phone on the on the you know the Apple Podcast app on my phone, sometimes you have to kind of click on the the arrow to download it manually, and then it goes through. But if you do that, you should get them. Spotify, I haven't figured out yet at all. I I need to get hold of Acast and say what's happening with the RSS feed, you useless turds. But um, failing that, you can always, 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 I cannot repeat this enough, always, 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 always get the podcast from Acast because that's where I upload them. I upload them to Acast. Yes, I'm going to also check out Anchor, um, Vin, 
and a few other uh, podcast catchers too. We need to get out there a lot more than we are. I, I totally get that. I'm a bit slow off the mark with that. Trouble is with me, I'm because I'm old, I get stuck. I, I find one thing that works and I never deviate from it, which is a classic old trait of old people, isn't it, Tony? <laughs> it is. Alcoholic yadars. We like, we like what and, we like. Yeah, that's because I'm an alcoholic yadar. Yeah. I'm too drunk to figure out these uh, platforms. Uh, but I will do that. But right now, you know, Acast will always, always, always give you the podcast when you need it. So, And what I'll do this season, I'll, I'll put the link. I mean, the link on the uh, website, when I put up the blog on the website, always has the link to Acast. I'll do more of that on Twitter and Facebook as well, so you can you can just get it. And, uh, Vin, if there is a tutorial, send me the link. You know the email address. Right, sorry, Alex, for interrupting your uh, email there. But anyway, I discovered your podcast at iTunes, and I'm so glad I found it. It's brilliant captures what it means to be a Chelsea fan, both the light and sometimes the truly dark side. Okay, I admit this is a long message, but you'll be glad you stuck with me. I've been a Chelsea fan since before they were shit. Back in 1969, I lived on Chelsea Manor Street, just off the King's Road. I was six, and just becoming aware of the one true apostolic... Good word. Apostolic sport. uh, Football. And when I did fall in love, I fell hard for Chelsea. How could I not have loved Aussie... Chopper, Webb, Hudson, Cook, Hutchinson and the Cat, especially after they emerged victorious in the 1970 FA Cup final replay at Old Trafford after taking every kick, bite and punch. Revy's nasty toe rag, dirty Leeds United throughout them. Chelsea didn't always win, but they played football you wanted to watch. Flying headers, long-range missiles, wingers taking defenders, desperate last-second sliding tackles and gravity-defying fingertip saves. And if you blinked, you, may, you might miss a cheeky bit of magic. So I hope I have established myself as a worthy listener, not some glory grabber whose sense of history only goes back to the day Roman bought the Pearl of London football clubs. Even though I have lived in Boston, Massachusetts, USA for the last 30, 30 years, my love, my love, if anything, has gotten stronger. But I digress. What I really want to do is make a strong case for Frank Lampard being appointed as Chelsea's next manager. This was written before he was, but I still think is relevant, by the way. Mm. First question, bear with me. The answer matters. Do you want Chelsea to be like Bayern Munich, Barca, Juve? No, of course not. English football is different. London culture is not Munich, Catalan or Turin. And Chelsea have their own unique legacy and history. So let's stop uh, pining. Pining for the fields, I almost (laughs) said then, for those of you who like. He's pining for the fucking fields. He's a Norwegian blue, isn't it? Right. Sorry, a bit of Monty Python. Always, always, when in doubt, always throwing a bit of Monty yep. Python. That's what makes this show what it is. So let's stop pining for continental super managers whose tenure ends in bitter tears and glad to see the back of you sentiments. For once, let's put our faith in our and, and our support to one of our own and learn a little patience. This next appointment matters. It's pivotal and lamps ticks all the boxes. One, maybe it's because I'm a Londoner. If you had to pick one London-born and bred Chelsea player from the uh, Premier League era that even other London clubs fans respect without reservation, it would be Lamps. He was he was class as a player, he is class as a human being, he conducts himself with the utmost self-respect as well as respect for others. He would never embarrass us and make excuses. Last season, when a journalist gave him the chance to throw a ref under the bus for a poor decision, he said, we didn't lose because of that one decision. Besides, refs have a difficult job. I'm happy to coach my players and let the refs make their decisions on the pitch. Of course I'm disappointed. Doesn't mean I have to slate the ref. Over the 90 minutes, he gave us as many as he didn't. No complaints. Bang on. Uh, Two, 
This is not greener grass elsewhere for Frank. Do you have any doubts that Frank would stay at the bridge for as long as we want him and until he no longer wants to be manager? Not one, right? This is Lamp's dream job. Uh, Three, he worked hard to overcome our scepticism before. When Ranieri signed Fat Frank for 11 million, we said, you what? We all saw the point of buying Joe Cole, but Lamp's? Well, what did we know? We didn't know how hard he trained. We didn't know how much he worked on his game. We didn't appreciate at first that he would never hide or become anonymous during any game, never mind the big ones. Are you listening, Meza Ozil? And he would bring those same qualities to being the manager, coupled with his great intelligence. Four, he's prepared himself. As with everything else in his career, he prepared himself to become a manager one day, got the requisite coaching training, listened to all the wisdom of Claudio, Jose, Carlo and anyone else he could learn from. He would never put his hat in the ring and say, well, I suppose I'll give it a go. He knows he's prepared for this challenge. Imagine having that kind of belief in your abilities. Five. I should have got you to do these numbers, shouldn't I, Jonathan? But never mind. Do you want to do, do five? He's muted himself. Uh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Or maybe I've muted him by mistake, although I haven't no, no, a clue how. I was coughing a lot. No, yeah. Okay. Didn't want to defeat. No, you're sounding great, Chidge. Well, do, do your do your talk sport five, because it'll amuse me. Okay, five. He will trust the youth. Lamps and Jody know what an untapped gold mine that exists on Chelsea's doorstep. And we fans are dying to see our local homegrown talent flourish. We owe a lot of gratitude to some of the outstanding imports, imports that we have been so lucky to see over the last 20 plus years. They've helped propel Chelsea from the grotty joke of the Ken Bates era to a fixture in the top six clubs. But I think it's time to address the balance and infuse a bit more best of what London has to offer. Six. Friends with Roman. Yes, that counts. It counts for a lot. Seven. Fans on side. This should be number one, really. He understands English football culture, something that seems to baffle some of the foreign imports. We fans really, really want a manager who gets the club and gets us fans. We trust Frank, plain and simple. Anyway, that's enough rabbiting. Thanks for listening and keep doing that brilliant podcast. Cheers, Alex. Yep. Fabulous email. Tony, <clears throat> what what a corker of an email. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to make that point that uh, we didn't sort of touch on this earlier on, but I had a bit of a debate with somebody on Twitter last night about this who said, like, you know, Lampard was a complete 100% sentimental um, uh, appointment. Uh, and I made the point, I said, I, you know, I think he, he, was, he was always going to be our manager one day. It might have come earlier than we expected because, you know, at the end of the day, Sarri jumped. Now, he might not have liked it at Chelsea and the fans certainly didn't like him, but he jumped and he's he's also not been too kind to us in his post-Chelsea <laughs> comments either. Um, <clears throat> and all I want to say is, is that Frank has as much experience at managing as Pep Guardiola had when he took over Barcelona because Pep Guardiola was managing Barcelona B. Don't fucking tell me that's the same as managing Derby County in a professional competitive league, because it isn't. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, I, I think Frank is in a, a similar position to Pep Guardiola. I think he's he knows the club inside out. He's been massively astute with his... Um, uh, bringing Jody back, the club have done well bringing Peter Check back in. Sorry, Peter Check, as I like to call him, uh, Big Pete, uh, and Claude Makélélé uh, coming in, in as well. I think there's a, a whole change of cultural ethos, and I think Frank is, you know, he was never the best player uh, that you'd ever seen, but he worked and worked and worked, and it was his hard work and his work ethic ethic that got him to the level he was at. And I think he's going to do the same as a manager. He's young, he's intelligent, he's prepared to learn, he's prepared to admit mistakes, and I think he ticks every single box, irrespective 
of whether or not he's ex-Chelsea. But I think the ex-Chelsea thing goes a massive distance towards closing the gap between the club and the fans that was a fucking gaping chasm last year under Sarri and his complete lack of engagement or giving a shit about the fans. Ran over. Well, well, well said. I mean, the only thing I would add to that before asking Jonathan what he thinks is that, you know, I wrote a, what I thought was a pretty good article on, on why Frank being appointed is a good idea. But I'll tell you what, Alex has done a better job than I did. That was an astonishing email, Jonathan. Oh, he's, uh, he's off. Hello, sorry, I was coughing again. No, yeah. no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, no, fantastic. Absolutely. Um, um, the, the thing about Frank that, uh, that I keep going on about is, is his ability to, um, to communicate with everybody excellently. He really is a, uh, he's a terrific icon for the club. And I think the, um, uh, the fact that, as you've said, as we've all said, that, that he, they're filling the club with ex-Chelsea uh, all the way down to uh, all the coaching staff um, is very relevant. And, uh, you know, keeping Carlo Cudicini, um, Andy Myers is involved with the, with the youth, as is Joe Cole, of course. And it, it's, it's, it's obviously a decision that's been made, which is very positive. And obviously, this is why um, Frank's involvement with the club will last longer than um, I, I think you know, it won't get to December and they'd sack him because of this very reason. They're deliberately trying to create this almost dynasty involved in the way that they haven't done before. And that's, uh, that's going to really work for the club. It's just a question of, of whether the fans can stay with it if it doesn't work immediately. Because we are an annoyingly fickle club, a fickle band of supporters that way. And it's all very well, so many people saying, no, 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 it's great. You know, we'll give him a year. Well, it's because it's Frank. But you, you know as well as I do, if the performances aren't very good, then, then the fans will start rebelling. And as you say, they'll probably have a go at the board again. But um, no, a terrific, uh, terrific mm. email. And, um, um, you know, well done. With the standard of emails we get, it's quite phenomenal, isn't it? I just... Isn't it? T- taken aback by you know, I keep thinking. Well, they've got such great opinions. They should be. They should be on the show. Oh, well. I'll. I'll. I'll, well I'll, should, I'll be we, off. You know. I'll, I'll, we should retire. Yeah, mate. we should absolutely. We should. I, I could go and drink. I could go and drink more Belgian. But I could retire to Belgium and drink <laughs> Belgian beer with Tony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could. We could start a whole new oh, beer podcast, Tony. Yeah, we? well, that, what a fabulous! Oh my God, that would be heaven. A, a, yeah, a beer. A beer YouTube channel yeah. for alcoholic yadars. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> Anyway, um, Jonathan, we got an email from Mike Ferry, the Ferrants. Hey, Chidge, Mike Ferry over here in Canada. I finally managed to book flights to come over in August. First ever trip to London, so naturally I'm excited. I'll be staying close to the bridge. Whoop! And I'm looking to see if you can point me in the right direction for acquiring a ticket. Oh, dear, to see the home no, opener he, against Leicester. No, you've done it the wrong way round. Should have got the ticket first. Naturally. No, he, he has. He's, he's got oh, a he's ticket. Got I found oh, out for him. Oh. Yeah, he's, 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 in, uh, he's in Mixler. I don't know if he's still in there, but uh, uh, I chatted to him earlier and he's got oh, a ticket. Oh, fantastic. So good. Naturally, with it being the first home match and likely Frank's first home match in charge, it may be impossible to get. No, <sighs> but you've, you've got one. But any help would be greatly appreciated. We've done it. Either way, I'd love to get together and buy you and the hardworking people at the Fancast a pint or two, I'll have a cranberry juice, or post-match. Keep up all the great work, and I look so forward to meeting you. Well, if you're there at the, on Sunday, oh. uh, Saturday, I'll be there too, but you won't be there. Oh, oh. I'll be there. I'll be there. It's I'm me. doing it's some work. Not there. Yeah. Oh, it's you yeah. it's yeah, not, not there. It's me that's not there. It's because, because I have my annual 
so jeune de famille at this time of year. So, uh, fuck yeah, it. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Bonnet de douche, mate. Bonnet yeah. de douche, yeah. Mon dieu, mon but, dieu. Uh, Mon dieu, mon dieu. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be there, Mike. I'm definitely going to be there. I'm going to be there early, actually. But uh, I have to drive home, so I'll, I'll be, you know, being quite abstemious with the beers. Uh, but I'm sure you and I can have a pint because I've been waiting for that moment for a long time. So there you go. Uh, look forward to seeing you, Mike. You know where we are. Just ping me an email, mate, you know, and it's got my number on there. So uh, give us a shout. Right, last but by no means least, the lovely, delightful Claire McConnell, who always keeps in great touch with us. And I'm delighted to say, I'm absolutely sure, in fact, that uh, Claire is over for the Sheffield United match. She'll correct me if I'm wrong, because I know she's in uh, Mixler tonight. Uh, So I'm very much looking forward to seeing Claire, because I missed her last season. Anyway, hello, everyone. You are probably almost on your summer holes. She also wrote this earlier on the summer, but hopefully someone is around to read this. Well, we are now, Claire, because we're back, you see. I thought I'd save it till then. I was listening to the show on Friday and thinking about my impressions of this season, so I thought thought I would share them with you. For me, the season divided into two main parts, the first few months when we were doing quite well and the rest. I was thinking about how we won a trophy and finished third, and yet how different I felt about these successes compared to those other seasons. Uh, The difference to me was that I experienced none of the hopeful anticipation normally associated with such events. When we initially started playing badly, I was sure we were going to turn it round, but we didn't. Our performances were so unpredictable. I never knew which team was going to show up. There seemed no rhyme nor reason to our collapses. When we got a lead, I had no belief that we would hold on to it. When we went one goal down, I was sure that that was it. There were our dreadful showings during minutes 45 to 60. At one point, I looked up the stats and we conceded 18 goals during that time period, far more than any, uh, far more than during any other 15 minutes. There was our total inability to score from set pieces. The same stats, which I think I found about six weeks before the end of the season, told me we'd scored a total of eight goals from set pieces, including corners. Then, as you mentioned, there was the terrible slamming of Jorginho and Sarri during games. It was truly embarrassing. How on earth could people think that booing a player or cheering when he was substituted was going to help him play better? It was quite shocking. On a more positive note, one of the best things about the season was finding the Chelsea fan cast. I just loved listening to the shows. Felt as though I'd made new friends, so it wasn't all bad. Now I hope that Frank and Jody come in and we can start to feel hopeful and positive again. Cheers, Claire. Couldn't agree with more than that, Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Have I turned myself off? No, I haven't. No, no, you're here. You're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All good. Right, we've got to wrap it up now. Uh, before I do, thank you for all the great emails uh, which you sent in over the summer. Get writing again now. Get writing again now. We need emails every week. We love reading them out, as you can tell. Um, we'll always do our best to read them. So uh, if you want to email us, send them to chelseafancast at gmail.com and uh, try and get them into me by absolute latest Monday morning. Uh, otherwise, they won't make the cut. Uh, now, uh, that is all we've got time for this week. We'll be back next Monday when I'll be joined by Jonathan Kidd. Ooh. Who he, I ask myself. Oh, it's you. Uh, and the inimitable Joe Tweeds. Wonderful to get Joe back, who's been... Uh, I think he's been slumming it with some American podcast quite a lot recently. Oh, so, you know, dear, we better yeah. we better put him in the shower first yeah. before he comes on to our elite show. Uh, but no, it'd be great to have Joe back. Uh, I love him to Pete. I really miss him, actually, mate. He used to sit about two two seats down the road from me. 
at the bridge in gate 17 but he's he's in Denmark so I don't get to sit to him which is a great show because I used to enjoy our chats at half time because of course Joe could tell me what had happened because I'm too <laughs> stupid to I'm too stupid and too much of an alcoholic you dare to understand the tactics so Joe would explain to me but anyway we'll be looking back at our first home Premier League game of the season against Leicester and of course the European Super Cup final against Liverpool which is on Wednesday uh, in the meantime of course we'll be back on Friday to uh, do the Chelsea fancast on Love Sport Radio between 7 o'clock and 9pm this Friday uh, and uh, join me, Jonathan, of course, Matt Beadle, along with special guest Kerry Dixon. Uh, it is rumoured that the great Kerry will be with us on Friday, and we're going to be looking back at the Super Cup and ahead to Leicester. Of course, you can phone in, have a you know, phone up, phone up, and say hello to Kerry. You know, got a chance to ask him any question you like, so do take advantage of that. Uh, phone in and join in the show and debate with us live. The number to call is o two o eight seventy twenty five five eight. And, of course, uh, you'll find Love Sport on DAB Radio, uh, numerous digital channels, and you can also uh, listen to it through Radio Player, TuneIn, or lovesportradio.com. By the way, that phone number, 0208 you can also uh, leave a WhatsApp message there. So you can message us too. So take advantage of that. Uh, of course, we release that as a po- podcast shortly afterwards, as are all of our shows. They are to be found at ChelseaFanCast.com, Acast, Apple when it works, SoundCloud when I put it up, Spotify when it works, and soon many more distributors as well. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at ChelseaFanCast, me at Stanford Shiz, Jonathan at Jonathan Kidd, Tony at GrocerJack UK. And of course, check out the ChelseaFanCast.com website uh, where you'll find some excellent writing regularly going up uh, from... Alex at CFCGWLB, Nick Stroudley at Clitheroe Blue at Dean Mears, and of course follow the rest of the fancast regulars who are at Gate17 Marco, at DanSilv73, at Goalie59, at Joe Tweedy, at CFCGWLB, at Liam underscore Toomey, and at OJ Harbord. Congratulations to Liam on getting a new job with The Athletic. We'll be hopefully hearing from him sometime in September. Brilliant. That was fun. My God, it's good to be back, Tony. It was great, wasn't it? Lovely. Um, And oddly enough, um, as I normally don't have my football mojo back for a few weeks, it is back, uh, largely in part to Alex's wonderful article that she wrote the other day. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, fantastic stuff. Brilliant. Great stuff. Tony, have a great time in France. I'll catch up with you when you come back. Yes, Uh, waves with you, Tony. Yes, and you, JK. It's been an absolute pleasure tonight as we've we, we, we're facing the season with with optimism and dread we're just a, <laughs> yeah, we're just a couple indeed. of we're a couple of flippity gibbets flippity gibbets yes that's a word of the night isn't it so uh, to get that one brilliant jonathan fantastic uh to be back with you my friend on the proper fan cast but uh, i will see you on friday for the equally esoteric fan cast the, the the uh the more concise um well, no, two hours on Friday. We've got double double shift on Friday for some... Yeah, apparently. Uh, hopefully we'll have Kerry for the whole thing, but he might bugger off at eight, but I'll see if I can keep him longer. Stuff. All right, well, I'll see you then, mate. Great stuff, thank you. Look forward yeah. to it. All right, okay. Thank you, everybody in Mixler particularly. You've been brilliant tonight. Lovely to see so many of you in there. Uh, thank you for listening. See you next time. And then, until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, keep it chills. Up the, the chills! chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.